Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fan the Mark Sauce. I'm your ever-faithful host, AJ. And greetings and salutations. So, um, bit of a short show, depending on how you look at it tonight. Uh, the girls have surreal estate. Yeah, surreal estate. Um, then the three of us will talk about um, uh, episodes two and three of A Murder at the End of the World. And then Karen and I will talk about the first three episodes of Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Um, so as soon as they get here, we will uh, get rocking and rolling. So what else have I been watching? Um, I started watching started watching the Orville the other night, which is actually pretty uh, Star Trekky, <laughs> but with uh, more angst. So, um, how's been watching? I think there's something else. Don't you know? Oh, goody, I have a co-host because I'm running out of things. Good evening. Hello. Hi. Nice to be here. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Very good. Good. How was yours? Nope. We went to Brooklyn this year, so. Nice. All I had to do was drive. Uh, We went to my brother's house, so I... You cooked before, right? Yeah, I, I cooked the last three years. So this year we went down to uh, oh. my in-laws. Well, I don't really cook ever, but this year I brought I bought a really excellent cheesecake. I bought a fifty-dollar cheesecake uh, <laughs> <laughs> for Thanksgiving. It was really good. It was from a French bakery, and it was like much lighter than like most of the cheesecakes you get are pretty dense, right? It was really good. Um, that was my contribution okay. was dry driving a cheesecake 200 miles to be there. Hello. Uh, <laughs> hi, Jamie. Happy Thanksgiving. Hi, Jamie. How was, happy, it? Happy, How was happy, your Thanksgiving? It was good. We we go to a restaurant, so we Smart. Else say, yeah, we don't eat at home. But, uh, uh, you know, I talked to a coworker today who went to a, a restaurant and it was interesting so my coworker, he's not originally from the United States but he's lived here for like 11 years in the United States he's been through a lot of Thanksgiving and he and his mm-hmm. family went out to dinner and they went to a Mexican restaurant they like didn't go oh, out for turkey they went to a Mexican restaurant um, I gotta find out more about that it was like in a meeting with 10 people so I didn't like was like what what are you talking well, about we, we, go uh, to, we go to a buffet which I love even though my family doesn't as much as I do <laughs> we are I love and um, I don't have turkey. I had mostly pizza and chicken. So there you go. <laughs> oh, I, know <laughs> I, I heard a story on the radio. I, I was listening to my local NPR station, and it was either on, like, Marketplace or, like, the Freakonomics podcast or something, but they were talking about the economics of buffets and, like, how to get the most money out of your buffet and how, like, if you only eat pizza and salad on the buffet – you're subsidizing people like me who might eat all the steak and lobster on the buffet. It was very interesting, all the yeah. math and buffets, and also mentally, like, what causes you to overeat at the buffet because you're thinking of, like, getting more for your money or whatever, right? True, kind of true. Yeah. I don't want to go all very the time. 
You yeah. don't want to go out to buy. I don't know. We just we have always since since I was little, we've we've gone out to eat for whatever reason. It's just become our thing. I mean, there's been times we haven't, and like if we've gone over relatives or something, we haven't. But generally, okay. unless we're going someplace else, we we go out. Yeah, because your mother is some kind of a genius who figured out how to not have to cook a turkey every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, all right, well. Welcome back. Adria, I heard you talking when I dialed in about our short schedule tonight, huh? Yep. We have three shows, so... Um, yeah. But two of those shows have talk- multiple episodes, so... All right, so let's talk about Surreal Estate, which has one episode, and get it out of the way. How's that? Okay. And this, this, is, the, um, this is the werewolf, the werewolf episode. Oh, this is, okay, I mixed up which episode this is. So this isn't the one with all the women, Winona Earp episodes. Okay. No, this is, this is a, the werewolf episode. Um, okay. Uh, which, at first, I was a little, so at first I was like, really, werewolves? You and I had been talking about how this season was kind of not so haunted housey, and we've had, like, we've had, like, a vampire. We've had, like, people whose fence was, possessed with evil blood um and we had the the literal like monster on the bed kind of thing and i was like wait werewolves are doing werewolves but then it turned out that it was like the spirits of the pet cemetery yeah which that was kind right? of a cool, a cool twist yeah 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 that, that's why it, i like that it's things this uh this season um yeah it was an interesting twist and i i mean i was a little bit uh I liked how they twisted it around and brought it back to be like the ghosts that were like making them. So they weren't really werewolves; they were like basically dogs that were angry, right? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dogs have ghosts too, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, um, it, was, it was different. I liked it, and I think it was really funny. I liked how they. Um, it was confusing though because like how they did the whole thing. It was like she was quitting, but then she didn't. That was this one, right? I'm pretty sure that was this one. Oh, yeah. What well, it began with Lomax writing Lomax. her letter of resignation. Yeah. And, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. That how was she was like, oh, my my boss invited you should write a letter of resignation every week and then burn it. Uh, yeah. I kind of like that. I thought, maybe I should start doing that. Um, yeah, I know. Well, I don't have a boss. But, yeah, I was thinking that sounds like it sounded like a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, and speaking they of, advanced. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I, didn't I was just going to say before I forget, um, I actually only found out about it yesterday, so I didn't have a lot of a lot of prep time. But um, speaking of Lomax, I talked to Elena today who plays Lomax, so that will be oh. up soon. Probably not before the episode, though. But, uh, oh, so yeah. That's cool. She's cool. I like the character. I think she's a fun character. Yeah, I think she's a good character. Um, but they advanced the student storyline kind of, a lot. Well, I mean, this is when when Zoe goes into the house to try to find Susan, and she sees Susan in the she sees Susan in the uh, mirror, and the house the mirror, basically yeah. kind of attacks her. The house is like throwing knives at Zoe, and like you should die and whatever. And then it yeah, ends. Like, the episode ends. The episode ends with Zoe like laying in the grass, and the knife like flies right near her. Right. Um. But. But, like, I was really glad. You know, I was complaining a little bit 
maybe more than a little bit that this has gone on for me it's episode seven this has gone on long enough right um mm-hmm. she's been out for like five episodes uh and so while it wasn't resolved at least it really advanced and zoe can now go back and be like oh my god you guys the house is haunted you know we got it, it looks like the promo for next week like luke was going to get involved and in trying to rescue susan from her house yeah. so i was glad yep. to do that and he went to see his mother luke went to see his mother yeah. You know, I have a question. Remember how before it was about his sister and that and he was communicating yeah. with her? Yeah. Was there somebody in it that he thought was his mother that was like her pretending to be his mother or something? Because yeah. the actress, I feel like it was the same actress and he was in it before. So it was, yes. wasn't really his mother, but played his mother. I, it was the sister making him think For it was ten. his mother to okay. like torture him. That's what I couldn't figure out because I knew we seen yeah. her before and I was trying to remember if it was like she, I because I knew he hadn't seen his mother, but yet I felt like the actress was in it and I was just confused. Okay, yeah. I think the, it was the same actress, right? She was a little different. I believe kind of older. so. And when I looked it up in my um, database, it looked like she'd been in it before. That's why I was confused. Yeah. yeah, but the story-wise, it was the dead sister who was, like, part of her master plan to drive Luke, yeah. know, to fuck with Luke, was pretending to be the mother. Um, it's like she wanted to make Luke think uh, that she was dead and whatever. Although the truth that the mother had just left was equally or was even maybe more painful. Well, she had always left. He always knew she had left, but he thought she had died, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, this this was pretty... I mean, I I liked how they left it. Like, they didn't just have a joyful reunion and they're friends now. Like, it was really kind of awkward, sad and awkward and stiff. And they kind of left yeah, it, it like, oh, more like real. You, could, you could, yeah, right? He left it like you could call me. She's like, maybe I could call you sometime. And he's like, yeah, maybe on a Sunday. And they, like, left the door open there. But, but I want to ask you a question because okay. the mother says to him, do you still hear the voices? And he doesn't really get into it with her. He doesn't explain it. But did you see when the mother put her hand on Luke's hand and there was, like, whispering voice? I was like, is he hearing uh-huh. the voices when his mother? Did you notice that? Yes. Um, I don't know if you're supposed to understand what happened yet or not, so I just want to be careful okay. what I say. But, yeah, okay. I definitely know. But, but <laughs> I definitely know like that. something. So- Something happened, whether or not it was real yeah, or whether or not it was an experience of Luke, like Luke just remembering the voices or something, but something happened. There. I took it. I will say the one thing I, I took it, and, and this is just I was questioning, and this is part of where I don't remember the whole backstory, and I probably should go back and watch season one. I had wondered when that happened, was it supposed to be that she heard voices too or just her? Because I was confused by that. I was too. I always thought it was just him, but when she said, "Could you hear the voices?" and she touched him and all, I was like, I "Did she hear the voices too? Was the yeah, sister now, torturing I, I her also?" Say, I won't say what that means or doesn't mean, but I got the opinion when I watched this episode that yes. maybe it was saying that she left because she heard the voices and it was like to protect her. And I don't know. I think I just like inferred that, but that was what I kind of wondered. If it was part, if if she heard him and that was why she left, but, so but I don't I kind know of, because she made it sound like yeah. he heard him too. So I was very confused. I kind of agree with you that when I saw it, I got sort of the same feeling like maybe she heard, and it it wouldn't surprise me. Like okay, so the sister it was she like hated genetic, Luke, yeah. She hated Luke because like Luke's umbilical cord strangled her or whatever, right? But but if she hated Luke, maybe she also hated the mother and was trying to torture the mother also, right? 
for like not be. giving birth to her properly. I don't really know, but, but those I were mean, things that went through my head when I saw that. I mean, you're supposed to assume that Luke's powers came from the fact that she was like down in the hell mouth or whatever, though. So I don't but, know. Like that's why I wondered if maybe that had nothing to do with it, and it was just like them connecting and powers all along. I, I don't know. That part yeah. is not well, real clear. Yeah. I definitely got the opinion that maybe it was saying that the mother had in the past been able to hear voices as well, but I don't know. That, yeah. that part I yeah. don't know. That was just the yeah, like we've, we've been told or led to believe or Luke believes that, like, turned out that his connection to the dead, to the ghost, was his sister. Uh, and, like, he didn't just have a natural power to speak to the dead. It was the connection with his sister. Right. Uh, that gave it to him, and when that was resolved and she's gone now, um, he lost the power. But maybe he, maybe that's not true. Maybe he had the power, or maybe he got it from his mom. Like I don't know. But definitely something was going on in that moment there. I'm glad, yeah. like, to hear it from you that it wasn't just me. No, uh, I definitely thought that and was was confused by that. Um, but yeah, but good. Uh, something definitely happened. What I can't say. Okay. All right. All right. But I wasn't just like dreaming. I wasn't just like hearing something and, you know, yeah. reading more into it. There's something more to learn about that. That's what you're telling yeah. me. So cool. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next week, that went on there. People need to look for the, the, um, uh, Winona Earp references. It's, uh, oh, directed yeah. by, uh, Melanie Scrifano. And the one um, I realized, I kept through the whole episode watching it, the the one character, the main character in this in the episode, I kept thinking, I know this guy's voice. Where is he from? Where is he from? And it finally hit me because I realized after seeing all the different jokes in it, I'm like, hey, wait, he was from White Earth. So, yeah, the the main guy (laughs) of it, too. He played, I think his name was Jeremy, I think. Does that sound right? Wait. The one guy on the show. Anyway. The character? The actor's. Yeah, I, oh, I, I think the character's name on my own, I think, was Jeremy. I can't remember. But anyway, um, she directed it, and he's in it. So, But that's next week. Or not next okay. week, tomorrow. Sorry, I said next week, that's tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jeremy was, the, Jeremy was like the science doctor that worked with them. Yeah. He was in Black Badge, and he, he was a lab tech. He was a lab tech in, in like, Black Badge. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was looking to see. I couldn't remember his name. I don't don't remember his real name, but Jeremy. I thought his name was Jeremy. That's not a right. The character's name. Let me see. Maroon Saranga. Yeah, his yeah. name is Jeremy. Okay. Well, he's yeah, in the he's Jeremy. In, so. Oh, all right. Well, okay. So we're done with that. More. Yeah. Uh. So what? Um. What other, like I said, I told you about the interview, but what, what other show? We had another show. What was the other show? I'm blanking well, we out. we have Monarch, and we have Murder at the End of the World tonight. Murder at the End of the World. Okay. I have not seen Monarch yet. I am going okay. to try to watch that, but I have not seen that yet. But Murder at the End of the World, I have seen. Okay. So we watched up through episode three for this one, and you've seen past that? Uh, JB? I started watching the beginning of the other one, and then I thought, this is going to screw me up for the podcast, so I only saw like five minutes, and then I was good and turned it off. So I'm okay. <laughs> okay, good. Um, yeah, so this episode ends with the second death. 
The third episode ends with the second death. That's where I'm drawing. Um, so, uh, um, I, I gotta say, I think it was pretty obvious that it was heading in its direction that another person was gonna die. Um, oh, we and, have some feedback. Think, we we have, I think it's on a. I think it's AJ's miraculous phone. <laughs> His magic microphone. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, I think it was kind of obvious that there was going to be other murders the way the show was going. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 I was surprised to find out that, like, that that guy, the one that, that I'm so bad with names, you know me the names, but that um, that guy was actually the one that visited him. Oh, uh, so the character's name is Ro- Rohan. Ro- Ro- Rohan. Rohan. That's it. I'm a little confused, though. Were they in a relationship, or did that guy just like him, or did he just mean a lot to him because he helped him with his drinking? It was a little unclear to me. And I didn't know if I was just picking something up that wasn't there, or did you? I I don't know. I was kind of confused. Well, I'll tell you what I think, and then we can go to um, we can go to uh, AJ. I kind of took it that like that they were friends but that maybe there's an unrequited, deeper love there from Rohan. It could be that he just loves him like a really good friend who he credits with saving his life, getting him sober, right? Yeah, it wasn't. But it could I, definitely be that. It just wasn't real clear to me. I wasn't sure. I, I was the, just curious. But. I, but I got the feeling that there's more, that I read more into it, especially that I got the feeling that Emma was, like, implying not Emma, Darby, the actress's name is Emma Korn, um, that Darby, like, Darby was saying, like, you loved him, like, a, like a little yeah. more romantically, yeah. particularly the fact that he put on a mask Maybe. to hide himself yeah, that's from the... The thing that was, confi- I think that made me think that is, like, why were they meeting secretly? I know he wanted to tell him something that we don't know what that is yet, but, and by the way, I just want to edit this in, so in case anybody is listening and doesn't hang up, we do have another show to talk about. How the hell did we forget Doctor Who? <laughs> oh yeah, Doctor Who. We have Doctor Who. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. it after we finish. I didn't know you guys had Doctor Who. I'm like, what happened? How did we forget that? Yeah, it's been a weird week. Um, Adrian, Adrian, yeah. what did you think about about Bill and Rohan? Do you think they're like they were just best friends? Or I there's more there. I didn't read that much into it like you guys did. Okay. I just thought that he, okay. you know, just loved him. You know, he helped him get sober. Um. They were clearly up to something that they were trying to expose, um, which there could be a million yeah, things yeah. they're trying to expose with, with the crew with the crew of people they've got uh, together at this uh, hideaway in Iceland. Um, I'm curious to know who who uh, Rohan was conversing, you know, who he was uh, Morse coding with um, in the middle of Iceland. Um, yeah, no, I think maybe he was saying. So there's. I was going to ask you guys about that because. I think that there is a chance he meant about him dying, but not that it had anything to do with, like, him just being like, we have to carry on even though somebody died type of thing. Oh, because he says one down, still a go. And, yeah. Yeah, like, I first says, you think he means they were killing him, but now that we know he's good, I think he was just saying one of them's dead, but we have to keep going. We don't know he's good. We don't know he's good. And there's not a good and a bad. We don't don't know that. We don't know that. Let me rephrase that. You know he's not the murderer. Well, we're assuming do we? he's not the murderer. Do we? He got murdered. 
I guess well, he, he, got, well, he got he got murdered himself. So I'm it gonna I'm be, gonna assume he didn't kill yeah, Bill <laughs> when he, he got killed himself. Bill, if he killed Bill okay. and then somebody killed him, that would be sensible to make no sense. That would be dumb. Well, it's so, a Brit Marling joint, so who knows? But that's true. Though, um, you're not wrong. That's fair. Um, that's fair. I'm assuming that we can say he did not kill Bill. That is my assumption. Okay, but up until that moment, I think you couldn't really know. And oh, yeah, I think that um, moment, you thought he was... But, but when, he, when he died, you thought he was bad or whatever. When he Morse codes, uh, which, how convenient that Darby knows Morse code, but um, he yeah. says one down, and well, when he we, says one down, I mean... I know we knew she did, but it's convenient nonetheless, because who knows what random high schooler knows Morse code. But yes, we knew it for the previous episode, but it's still very convenient, right? But anyway, yeah. what I was going to say was when, when he says one down, I think you're definitely supposed to think he's going to be like one down, eight to go. Like that he's right. like this person is the murderer trying to kill everyone. Definitely. One down, still a go. I think you're right. Even though one is down, are we still a go? Or it could mean Bill is number one. Like, do they call themselves one? Like, it could mean one down could mean a lot of things, right? But, yeah. Um, I think maybe the secret was <laughs> this phone picks up a lot of background noise. Um, I know. So uh, the thing that's the big secret that they might be, um, okay. So when we saw the robot ants, but we saw the robots that were like they go up and climb the mountain and they look down and and Lee is like, look at these awesome robots that can do anything and. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, destroy humanity or whatever. But you couldn't really <laughs> see until they, like, zoomed the camera over it that it looks like they're digging a hole to China, right? Like, they're digging a deep, deep silo, missile silo or something down there. And I don't know – let me finish this real quick. I don't know that the 10 guests could really see that from the top of the hill and if that point of view was only for us to see that. Hmm. Did they have binoculars? I mean, we didn't, like, we saw from their point of view, and it was like a zoom-in kind of thing, but, it, like, we had a bird's-eye view, almost like a drone flying over and looking down there, right? Remember that? And it was like a, it's like a deep, mm-hmm. deep, it's like a missile silo or like a path to China. I mean, obviously, they're not digging to China because you can't, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's what I like Did say. you guys, I mean, maybe I, that, I, really I mean. Find me of invasion. What? Uh, invasion? Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? That's exactly invasion. what invasion was like. Um, yeah. I had not kind thought of, about it. <laughs> because <laughs> otherwise, isn't it kind of, but it's kind of weird then that they go up this hill, this mountain, and Lee's like, look down there at all these awesome robots that I secretly have an army of robots that nobody in ice wants. I mean, it's like, how we can keep that a secret, I don't know. But he's like, and nobody says like, holy crap, what's that giant hole? Like, nobody comments on anything about it uh, except, like, those robots are cool or whatever, right? Not even that. I don't mm-hmm. think we really get much of a response from um, – I mean, my initial reaction was like, oh, no good can come from this, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm thinking judgment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I wonder if they know something about what's going on down there because – I also feel like while sometimes they, all the guests, sometimes they emphasize that they all have different skills, like one is a filmmaker and one is an astronaut and one is a, 
doctor or whatever, and one is a – but we were reminded this week that they're all hackers. Like, um, mm-hmm. like when Darby says, like, um, he's yeah. like, don't you think I know you hacked the – he's like, this is a whole conference of hackers. Of course somebody hacked the cameras or whatever. Um, yeah. Like, that, they're all hackers, and anyone, like – it was good to be reminded that Bill and Rohan are both hackers, and so that's how they could have found out stuff about Lee, right? And yeah. they could know stuff about the about the robots in the hole. I mean, uh, here's the other thing. Episode three is probably too early for me to be making theories, right? Mm, not really. Nah, not necessarily. They are there. I mean, like I, I said, mean, it's a it's it's a Brit Marling show. You better you start making theories from the first episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I just what I'm curious about is I still want to know who invited Darby. Which one? We still don't know for sure. That no, they said in the episode they said in the episode oh, that they? he did. What's his name? Yeah, in this ep- in episode three. Um, I thought somebody uh, I think said it was it. actually. Rohan, sure. was it, wait, actually, now, now I can't remember. Was it Rohan or Lee? Somebody says to Darby, he's, he sees something in you. He w- oh, I think it was, it was, it was uh, Lee. She says, he sees something in you. It he wouldn't Lee. have invited you otherwise. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I guess he did. Okay, I, okay. I, I was thinking it was somebody else who said it, so we didn't know for sure if that was true. But, yeah, if she had invited her, she wouldn't have said that. That wouldn't make sense. Okay, you're right. I'll tell you though what this has done. It's made me want to go watch the away again. <laughs> That's what I was th- what I think about when I'm watching this. I want to go watch it again. Get pulled down oh, see, I have a, I I think I think about the OA, but I it's a different feeling. <laughs> My yeah. feeling is goddamn Netflix. Yeah, yeah. there's that too, but still. Um I'm really enjoying the flashbacks. Um, and seeing, yeah, I am too. like, and seeing, like, how that case unfolded, but also how Bill and Darby met and fell in love. And, uh, you know, in episode one, when we see them, like, on the road trip, like, it wasn't clear that she was in high school. She was in high school, literal high school. And I don't know how old Bill is, was supposed to be and how appropriate this relationship was. Um or, and I'm not saying, like, you know, see, maybe that, I, I, I knew that when she went, or I guess when she found that, though, she, I was thinking, like, I knew when she was going around with her father, she was in high school, but I forgot when she found those earrings, that was also part of that same flashback, so yeah, she was, she was texting him, she was sitting in high school no, taking yeah, a yeah, math I know, right. and texting him. I, I just, like, the only thing I kind of, and maybe it's just me, but I thought that she looked at least maybe it's because we didn't know it at that point. But, uh, like, the beginning flashback, she seemed like she looked older. But I guess we don't know how long they, like, hung out, either trying well, to find out the answer to the case either. I mean, they could have been investigating this for a couple years, for all we know. We know she's in high school in that first episode because that cop makes that comment about her, shouldn't you be in school? And she says, shouldn't you? You know, no, no, so. no, but I mean, I'm saying technically we don't know how long her and Bill were, like, investigating this murder. I'm just saying it's gotcha. possible, like, 
they were together a while looking for years have gone by before they started sleeping together. We don't know. We also don't know how old he is either. I mean, he could be not that much older. We yeah. don't really know. Well, look, here's the thing. I think that she's not that old because, like, he she's, she's 24 now. She's 24 now. Uh, she's in school. You mean the actress is 24, not the character. No, 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 the character's. They say something about her being 24. I forget if she says it herself or – I think it's during the conversation with her and Lee. She makes okay. a comment about – she's like, no, nobody expects anything from a 24-year-old. I yeah, hear I know. They say that. She does say that. She's 24, and she hasn't seen Bill in six years. So she was 18 last time she saw him. So they 18, were not searching yeah. very long together. There you go. She, I mean, she's okay. a senior yeah. in high school. She's 17 or 18. Right. Oh, okay. Did they say she was a senior? Well, that's not as bad. Well, I shouldn't say that. Depending how old he's supposed to be, that isn't that bad. I mean, he could have been like twenty. Yeah. If she was eighteen, this whole thing started then. Well, I'm not talking. It really doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't really matter. But he's just older, and there's a power. Like, I'm not talking about the legality of it, but like, like I was thinking, Bill's older. What's the power dynamic going on here? She was like a kid with like her first love or whatever. This is why she's. This is why she's so. Devastated in a way that somebody else maybe, maybe wouldn't. Be. Like she's she's very young, and you know, um, it was like her first like big breakup or whatever, and like whatever. Like yeah, I don't know. And we don't know how old he's. Anyway, yeah. I, anyway, my point is that I didn't realize that she was like in actual high school when she was doing all this, um, and. Uh, it kind of maybe explains a lot about her experience or whatever. So she hasn't seen the six years. Um, and I forget where we were going with this, but anyway. Um, <laughs> we don't know. That was your answer. We got off track. I, yeah. I mean, I would, so we all knew here's, here's another, let me change subjects. We all knew that when Lee was kicking her out, that first of all, it's because Lee is up to something. He obviously is not like, I'm worried about your mental health. You got to get out now, of here. Lee's, He's like, Lee, Lee's Lee's we're sleeping around. Oh, okay. Uh, the husband, Lee's husband, is uh, uh, his Andy. name is um, Ronald. Ronald. Andy. Andy. When Andy's Andy, kicking yeah. her out, it's Andy. When Andy's kicking her out, he's like, "It's for your well-being." And frankly, you can't go around like questioning all my guests. And she's like, "Well, I'm the only person investigating." Whatever, all that. You know that he's up to something, and he wants her out of there because he doesn't want any questions asked. Um, but you also know that it's not going to happen. That she's not. Gonna, that something's going to happen to keep her there, right? Right. And I guess with the second death, Andy can no longer just say, oh, it was an overdose. Uh, you have to get, right, like, like now it's now it's a thing. Now he can't just be like, it was an overdose. Uh, Darby, you're too upset. You need to go home. Uh, now there's a person who it looks like. So his flask was laying there in the hallway, right? So probably his alcohol was poisoned. <laughs> he probably was poisoned, right? I I felt um, like somebody oh, was attacking. Right. Okay, that must be from the next episode, the beginning of it. Then, so I won't say because I know the answer to that. You felt like somebody was. <laughs> I AJ? felt. I, I, the way it sounded to me while she was on the phone with him, I thought that somebody was attacking him. It did sound That's like that, but they. Sh- but when she runs out in the hallway, he's like laying in the room, the hallway, or right. living. He's out in the open, and the flask is on the floor. Um, yeah. Now, he could have just been having a drink and somebody came upon him and hit him in the head or something, I guess, right? 
but I thought that he, but he was, was poisoned. In the, but he was in the room. But he was in his room on the phone with her. When she because called Because the phones him. recorded. The so phones recorded. In, maybe she ran into the, his you know room. Like, she runs wherever she runs. Right, she ran into his room. The, she ran into his room. Right, but there. she ran into his room. And then he's not there. And then they leave his room and they go out into the hallway. And that's where he is laying on the ground. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it sounded like that, but that's not what happened. Maybe he was being attacked. I don't know. But, and I could be wrong. I just saw the flask on the floor and I was like, oh, maybe somebody poisoned this flask because they made a big point of him mentioning that he's back on I mean, the sauce. Right? But, yeah. so if that's the case, Andy really can't say, I mean, is Andy going to be like, oh, he just like, like poisoned himself. He's committing suicide because he's in love with Bill. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens next week. If Andy's well, considering to try to to position that that's a series of tragedies and not a murder, somebody trying to kill them all. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, considering <laughs> the lengths they went to to make it look like Bill committed that Bill OD'd. Yeah, I mean, somebody like really wants it to look like that. Uh, and so, like, if I'm Andy, if I wanted to kill all these people, why would I bring them together? It's easier to kill them all their own homes, right? Like, nobody would, like, and, and there's just no reason for that. Like, the reason to kill them is because they found shit out. Like, they all showed up. So, Bill, turns out that, like, Rohan says he and Bill were onto something. So that's, maybe Andy would be like, oh, my God, they're onto something. Or Ian Lee could be like, oh, they're onto me. i got to kill them. But... I guess more people are going to, like, this is this is going to be 10 Little Indians, right? And more and more people are going to die. Um, I think that's the same thing I think. Is it seems like it's like 10 Little Indians. But at the same time, I kind of feel like it's, this is a Brit Marling, Zao, that Zinger, whatever, however you say his name is, show. Like, I feel like there's probably more to it than that, and we're simplifying it way too much. Well, I mean, it already is, is maybe more complicated than that, but that's the setup. That's but, yeah, I think they're going to keep killing people would be my assumption. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although, you know, yeah. Uh, and, like, it, it is this, whoever, like, it is Andy's great misfortune or whoever the killer is. Um, and it could not, you know, it doesn't have to be Andy or Lee. It could be Ray the AI somehow is the killer, right? Like, we've watched a lot of, like, cautionary AI shows enough to know that, I mean, I'm not saying I hope that's what it is or that would be make sense or would be dumb, but Ray could somehow be in on it. Or it could be that guy Marius, who's, like, the mean guy of the hotel. That one that works the desk, you mean? Yeah, the guy who's, like, the main guy that, yeah, it's like he's sort of like the concierge, right, or the manager of the yeah, hotel. Yeah, he seems suspicious. Um, But he'd have to get a bigger role because you can't just have some extra guy be the killer. Like, not extra, but but like a supporting character like that. Um, But it could be him, maybe. I don't know. I mean, we have to find – we don't know the reason. You can't – it's hard to guess who the killer is and we don't really know the motive, right? Yeah. I don't know. But – I, don't know, I like it. I actually think I I like the backstory better. I like the flashback story better a little bit right now. Just learning how these two got together and what happened and how they solved the murder. Um, I mean, I like it because it's a story, but 
I certainly also like the way it's setting us up to like understand how Darby became this really good investigator and how she notices things that nobody else is noticing. Like I love how they keep showing like when Darby walks into a room and how her eyes notice like the pair of boots. Oh, I recognize those boots. Whose boots are those? Or like yeah, little things that she picks up by walking in the room and she's like, that's not how a person like lives or dies or that's not how this works or whatever, right? Like, she's a great character. And I really, I was not familiar with Emma Corrin, but I really like her. I, uh, she's a great actress, I think. And she's mm-hmm. got a lot of like on-screen personality, yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying her. I've never seen her in anything before, and I really like her a lot. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm looking her up right now. I have my computer up. I'm just going to click on she her name. and familiar, see but I'm not sure from where. Emma Corrin, she has been in. Um, she is known for um, The Crown. She's in The Crown. She must have She played Diana, I guess, in The Crown. Who else is she going to play? Maybe that's why her hair is short like that, right? Um, she played Princess Diana. Uh, in eight episodes of The Crown, so maybe a couple seasons ago in 2020. And then she was in a bunch of probably British stuff. She was in Grantchester, Pennyworth, like these are British things that we haven't watched that much of. Anna X, Lady Chatterley's Lover. Um, and then she's got five things in the war. She's going to be in Deadpool 3. Um, and oh, she's cool. in the Nosferatu movie that's coming. Um, so... That's cool. We'll just see more of her. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who she plays in Deadpool. Um, I was just going to say, I'll look that up later. Yeah, it's in production. Um, it's in production. You, you, so know what I, know. you know what I enjoy most about the show? Um, and this has always been the thing with everything that Britt and Val have done, is, you know, they have these, I don't want to say outlandish, but... Um, very intriguing stories, but at the core of their stories, it's all, it's, it's very people driven, you know, which is the stuff we always like anyway. Um, you know, you know, we got this murder and everything, but it's more about, you know, Darby and Bill and, and all these, you know, uh, uh, what sort of look for all all these other people, (laughs) Um, you know, it's, it's, it's it's about, you know, it's about the people, not so much the murder or what they're even doing there. You know, I mean, it was the same way with the OA. Yeah. It was all this, you know, sci-fi, uh, intrigue and everything, but it was, you know, it was, but it was about our characters and what they Mm. were going through. Yeah. Yeah. They've always done a great job with that. You know, same thing. Yeah. Same thing with Another Earth. You guys, you guys both saw Another Earth, right? I, I did not have seen Another Earth. I keep planning on it, but I haven't watched it yet. No, I'm not either. Yeah, that was really good. That's that's the first thing I ever saw them do. You know, you're right. Like when you think about it, they're at this like supposed con. They were invited by Lee supposedly because they're all super geniuses who can help change the world, but like. Andy but, yeah. Andy, but Andy does all the talking. Like Andy's like, look at my robots I invented. Look at this. I and mean, we did get to see the, the filmmaker guy. I forget his name because I can't because there's the, it's hard to get all the names of ensemble. Uh, the filmmaker character is named the one that um, talked about all. <laughs> he like he's like, let me show you my movie. He's like, AI is the best and it can help us like do creativity. And Joan Chen is like, I enjoyed uh, that because he explained better how it works. 
Yeah, and Joan Chen is like, no, like, like AI can't write poetry, it has no soul, it can't do art. And then he says, let me show you my movie that I made. And it, it's like got some space, you know, and then it switches to Darby talking, we only see in the background. But we, find, yeah, like, oh, we finally got to see somebody at this conference actually talk about what they do, and they actually are debating a topic. Like, like so far this conference is mostly like Andy showing off his wealth. Uh, yep. and talking a good game, but not actually like contributing anything to society, as far as we can tell. So, I, like, but to AJ's point, like it kind of doesn't really matter. It's just a setup to get these people into this isolated place, um, and let's like not worry too much about like the sci-fi stuff and what's going on. Except for Ray, I feel like Ray is like Ray is know. cool. I like Ray. Yeah, Ray's cool, but. I feel like all like he's being very helpful to Emma, uh, but I'm like probably every conversation is being recorded, and Andy can totally yeah. see every single question well, and know exactly she what you're thinking. Now, right? Supposedly, but supposedly. supposedly she turned that off. Remember? Yeah. She's asked yeah, Ray if, if, he me... can, if he can turn if he can turn off the you know the record so that nobody can like hack it and and hear her conversations with Ray. Now whether or not Ray actually did that. Because he's programmed, not, you know, he's programmed not to do that, but say he did, you know, there's yeah. that. Yeah. You know, that's actually so that, possible. I, and I, I think just, you made me think of something I heard today. I just want to say something in addition to that. Okay, you guys know that I'm well. At least I don't care. Knows I don't know how much AJ you know, but into like the the art side of of AI and everything. Well, I just yeah, I, I saw this conversation today, and it had to do. It had didn't have to do with what I do. It had to do with Chat GPT. But I seen this conversation on Twitter. This person was saying that they had made a chat GPT bot or whatever, and they had posted it, and somebody, like, hacked it to figure out how they did it. And then they were posting, like, you could do it yourself. And, like, we're advertising using what they did and made their own thing out of it, which you can do and nobody can stop you. But anyway, my point of this conversation is that somebody was saying about how you protect the code and that, and they were saying that you can tell – the the bot when you do it to if somebody requests the code that does something to tell it to lie to them or to hide how it really does it or to make them think that it gave them the right answer when it doesn't and that's the thing I think is is really interesting is so like yeah so that people you can't program copy your art say, so you could program him to say if somebody asks you if you can do this tell them you can but don't actually do it and like they wouldn't know it. So that actually oh, is possible. Yeah. Right. I just, I, that's why I wanted to comment because I thought that was interesting when you mentioned that. Oh, uh, so you, it could like, you could be like, Ray, if anyone asks you how to turn off the recording device, make up a lie so they think it worked. Yeah. Right. I mean, they can yeah. lie. I mean, they, you have to tell them to lie. Like, they don't lie on their own AI, but like, right. you, can, you can program it to lie. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I was getting at. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's going to play out later. But I'm just saying, that part's not sci-fi. You can't do that. That's what I was saying. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. I'm glad that, uh, I, I guess, Jamie, you watched it first, and I'm glad that we, uh, I, like, I, I'm not sure I was paying attention to it, and I read, I, I, I know, I'm sure, Jamie, that you told me that it was Britt Marling, but it, it didn't stick into my head until I read it and texted you guys. I'm glad we decided to watch this. It's fun. Yeah, yeah I, I like it so far. I wish I had more yeah. of it. <laughs> I want to watch the end of it. I like it. Yeah. 
But sometimes it's better to so spread it and discuss it anyway when you have to. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Well, perfect example. Um, so the kids and I tonight, we watched Expose. The episode of Lost? It's been, yes, the episode of Lost, the one where oh, okay. Mickey and Paolo bite the dust. And this whole yeah. time, Art, I've been, I've been having, I've been having so much fun because I've been trying to convince them. Because Artie's like, like you know, back when they first introduced them, Artie's like, he's like, who the hell are these people that they want us to think have been here the whole time? I'm like, dude, they've been there the whole time. They just haven't focused on them. Like I was trying so hard to convince them that they were there the whole time. <laughs> and then so in expose, when they, the, the footage that they reshot, I was like, see, there she is. She just ran past Shannon. She was there the whole time. You just didn't pay attention to her before. And Artie's like, Artie's like, it's green screen. Artie's like, it's green screen. I can tell. I'm like, oh, really? You're sure that's green screen? And then after the end of the episode, I was like, that was not green screen. They actually reshot that, the, 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 the first scene. I was like, they pulled yeah, the, uh, the, the fuselage out of, out of the mothballs and, uh, and got, reshot it. But, got, uh, but, but, the thing, yeah. but the funny thing I was trying to explain to them was think, perception is different when you watch something – quickly like we watch I, i'm trying i was trying to get him to understand why we hated nikki and paulo so much because we that was like six months of our lives dealing with those people whereas <laughs> yeah, you know the kids the kids and i are watching two or three maybe like sometimes four hours. episodes a week nikki yeah. and paulo are in like eight episodes they're only in eight episodes yeah. but to us it seems like an eternity watching it live <laughs> and it's a totally yeah. different perspective Mm-hmm. And we'd have like a whole week in between to be like, who are these people? Why talk, are they there? To talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And that's what yeah. made it worse. That's what made it worse. Yeah. Everybody collectively complaining. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I'm so jealous that you get to watch a blitz on the, on it. Yeah. I really want to find a person who um, has never uh watch it before and watch it with them like it's the closest you can ever get to experiencing anything for the first time yeah something yeah. that you really love yeah. that you can never experience for a first time again you've got to find a person who you can who you can you know oh it's and uh, and, the, and the episode the episode before uh expose is the man from tallahassee so when when lock is oh. pushed out the window yeah. <laughs> everybody in the living room everybody like there was a collective what the fuck <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm really jealous of you. So, okay. <laughs> how old are you, how old are your niece and nephew? Uh, they are 13 and 16. Um, oh, so there you go. So, Prime is, you know, uh, good uh, age to start watching that and they have my Hulu subscription. They could get right in there and watch it. If William could, I mean, William mostly likes to play video games and be talking to his friends on the headset at the same time, which my, yeah, well, my, that. I, 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 think, you know, I was like, okay, so does that count as hanging out or is that just, and, and my niece was like, no, it doesn't count as hanging out. It counts as like playing a game with your friends. It doesn't count as hanging out. So apparently hanging out has to be done for <laughs> You have to hang out in person. Well, at least he's got. At least, um, at least they got that right. Question. I can't yeah. tell how to time with these kids it's anymore. A, which is the app? Which is the app that you can do a viewing party? Is it Hulu, or is it Disney? Oh, I have no idea. It might be Hulu. Hulu. It's it's not. No, is it not Netflix? No, it's Netflix. not Netflix. 
I don't think. Anyway, I was just thinking it would be cool. Like we should sometimes do that, like with the pilot or something. Oh, gotcha. Watching it like live together at the same time is fun. Yeah. So like the import chat. And, I that. Yeah. Okay. I just googled it, and you can do it on. Let's see. You can do it on Prime. You could have a hundred people. Hulu, you can have eight people. Damn. Disney Plus, you can have seven. Bling, Facebook, Teleparty, and Scener. So you can do it on Amazon. Not that you can yeah. yourself and time it like we used to do with like different things, TV, like I've yeah. done with Doctors and stuff, and we did with OA when it was on. But um, we we should sometimes do that, like for the podcast. Like we should schedule like a public like live watching of something and. Rewatch it. Well, you guys might like that better than me, like texting nonstop when I watch an episode of like Walking Dead. I'm like, Jamie, this is dumb. Jamie, oh, I enjoyed your text. The only time I will not text (laughs) somebody is when I'm watching. Usually, is when I'm watching Doctor Who. Like when I'm watching it for the first time, if somebody texts me, I will ignore. Oh, I was so mad. My dad called. I was like, No, you do not call in the middle of Doctor Who. My God, that's like lost level. That's like not take, but. A lot. You, you were just screwed, right? You had to have your VCR going, or you were screwed. Yeah. Alyssa used pause, to text her parents like to. Alyssa used to text her parents to remind them, or not text them, but to call them because texting wasn't really a thing yet. She used to call them before Lost to remind them not to call them during Lost. Oh. Yeah. I, I just like. I used to do it with sex dolls, but I think people just knew, don't, no, don't call me because I won't answer you. If, if I had no, end up answering you, I'll scream at you, so don't do that. <laughs> yeah. My friend, like, recently at a party just a few weeks ago told a story about how she called me, and I picked up the phone and said, I'm watching a lot of call back later, and hung up. <laughs> that would be, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, don't yeah, mess with no, right, There was no pausing. So, yeah. I want to do Doctor Who before we get it on tomorrow. Yeah, yeah you, right. yes. okay, what? you guys should probably do Doctor Who. Yeah, it's only a one-hour episode. All right, Star Beast. Yeah. So, Return of David Tennant and Catherine Tate, which was awesome. Um, yes. The only thing, the, I was just going to say, the, the only thing I really didn't like about this, I did not get the point of the opening. Like, I mean, I got the point. It was like a recap. But, like, I would have rather had a regular recap. To me, it was very strange the way they were, like, talking about what happened. Did you, did you think that? It just yeah. weird to me, that I mean, opening. I, I thought it was kind of like, I think most Doctor Who fans didn't need it. We all know what happened to Doctor Noble, uh, Donna Noble, and I think, well, now she is Doctor Noble, kind of, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> if she was for a minute there, which got her every back. But I think it was maybe like, it felt kind of Disney-fied. Like, I guess they're hoping, like, on Disney they'll get a bigger audience, and did they think they were first-timers or something? Or I mean, I, mean, I, mean, can... I think there's probably a lot of people, though, that start at the beginning of a season. But, yeah. Um, well, definitely... it's been, what, 15 years since since 10 was on, right? Was it 15, was it 15 years since Donna, since, what was the date of, um, yeah, I think it said 15 years. Because that's the other thing that didn't make sense, that Rose was supposed to be only 15. Yes, uh, because it's called The End of Time, and it was in 2010. So it's 13 years since Donna and the Doctor parted ways, and Rose was supposed to be 15. So probably this is set in, like, 2025 or 26, and it just didn't really matter. Um, 
like dates don't really matter that much on Doctor Who. But I, I guess this was 2025, 2026. Because Donna was not, you know, she's returned to her wedding. She, there's no two-year-old child running around at their wedding. So um, No, I think they said probably, 15 somewhere, but I, I don't know. It's 2010 but, was when, yeah, they did. They did somewhere say she's 15. They did say she was 15. And which, it was 2010 when the end of time aired. So yeah. unless the end of time actually happens in, like, 2008, right? Like, it doesn't really matter. No, uh, it doesn't. That part annoyed me because clearly – the actress is way older than 15, you know. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I think it matters a lot on other shows, but it's Doctor Who, and we all so, know yeah, to <laughs> not really be so yeah. worried about things like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, so I enjoyed this episode a lot. It, I, so I agree with you. I did not like that um, beginning. Um, it didn't, it, it, I would rather have had just a regular, um, recap or, uh, previously on Doctor Who or what, like previously or whatever. Yeah. I, um, I agree with you, um, on that, but I enjoyed the rest of it. Um, I thought that, I mean, I, I just, Donna is one of my all time favorite companions. And I mean, you know, Jamie, that I, prefer companions who are not romantically interested in the doctor. And I like Donna a lot because she, she was the doctor's equal in so many ways. And she also was like kind of like a normal, she was kind of a normal person who had this like very normal life. She wasn't like, like Clara was like this extraordinary girl. What do they call her? She had a name. Like impossible, there was a name for the like, impossible girl, right? Mm-hmm. And Rose was in love with him, and Martha was in love with him, and mm-hmm. you know Clara maybe was in love with him, and Amy wasn't. Um, no, but, Amy hasn't. Hey, and I like Donna. I like Donna because Donna has a little bit of a take it or leave it attitude towards the. Doctor, like certainly when she first is going on, yeah, she, she doesn't kind of want to. She kind of wants like to go home one. and get back to her own life, right? Yeah, um, like the other ones won't. Like they stop their whole lives for him. I feel like Donna. I, I mean, I know he made her forget yeah. and everything, but I, I do believe that. Like Donna didn't necessarily need him like the other ones did, and maybe that's yeah. part of it. I, I think also of the of the modern, if we call them the modern or the recent companions, I think like Russell Davies gave Donna a real story of growth in a way that the companions don't always get. Like like her story of personal growth and the way she changed and the way she like Donna really became a more confident person and became the doctor's equal in in different ways over the course of her time with him, right? And became a yeah. real. I mean, that's partly why why the ending, her ending was so horrible because like, yeah, you know, it was really like, tragic it, and sad. And like, I think taking that away was, her, go ahead. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was going to say, it's really nice that she got a better ending, but yeah, take, I mean, taking away her memory of what happened. I mean, that was kind of like the worst thing could have happened. You think even about, and granted this is not connected with that, but you think even about like Clara, like what she uh-huh. was willing to do to not lose that memory. Like it has that kind right? of meaning. And it, 
Yeah. Fun, and that's the thing, too. You talk about her her growth and that. I mean, her being with the doctor fundamentally changed her. And, yeah, I guess she kept the, her new personality, but still she forgot all that. But she knows she forgot stuff. She just didn't know what she forgot, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I, I think but, you're right. Like, to take away Donna's memory, to take away Donna's memory of her time with the doctor sort of, like, takes away that personal growth or takes away that, I mean, like, she learned so much about who she is as a person. She learned about time and space, but she learned, like, like to dig deep and find what was inside herself, kind of, right? And, like, mm-hmm. that was taken away from her also, kind of. I mean, yeah. like, when, so when we see Donna in this in this episode, she's a more mature person, certainly, and kind of chilled out and different, but but it, that's not, like, that's from raising a child for 15 years, maybe. That maybe is not from a vestige of being with the doctor. That's just her life, maybe, has changed. Yeah. Her. Raising and a kid changes doesn't, people, right? And some of her changes, though, she don't even know why. Because, like, she doesn't even understand until after why she gave away the money. And she's like, I gave away a hundred and some million dollars because of you. <laughs> I would be crying, yeah. too, you know. Like, why did yeah. I do this? Because um, he was yeah. sort of partially in her. And I, I just, I think it's really neat that we get to go back and give her a different ending. I mean, I, I would like them to do that even with, like, Rose. I think it's cool, and I agree, Don, Donna, we felt, like, more, like, less final. Like, you didn't really get, I mean, you did because it was final and they gave her an ending. But, I mean, it was, like, really, like, not a fair ending, I guess, is more. No, because Rose is like ending. Rose got, Rose got the mid crisis doctor. I mean, she got. She and got ending, like a good alternate ending, rea- well, she got an alternate yeah. reality where she gets to be with the doctor. Like Donna gets it wiped, right? Amy yeah. goes mm-hmm. back in time after her true love and always remembers the doctor. Like and like yeah, you said, what, what Clara uh, went through, what Clara I mean, goes Clara through to loses it, but at the same time, Clara also gets to go off on her own in the TARDIS at the end. So yeah. she really did. Yeah. So they all kind of yeah. got better. And yeah, it's nice to go back and do that. And I like how they did that and that they sort of did. Yeah. Um, so and, like, yeah, Martha, it, it, like, joins unit or whatever, right? Like, Martha, yeah, like, like, she ends up with like, Mickey. That's, yeah, so yeah. she ends up happy, too. Donna was really the one that, that didn't and that I mean, didn't she get anything. Happy. She winds up happy with Sean. But and she didn't her, know she's why. She's not unhappy. She didn't know what she was missing. I, I would yeah, say. It's, like, there are other things that take away. Besides, like, I understand, like, yes, the doctor had to take away, like, the memory of being with the doctor, but like so much else goes. On. It was it was really tragic. Like all of us who loved Don Noble, like found that tragic, and this was a great way to sort of change that. And mm-hmm. I, like I, so, I don't think the doctor re- like thirteen regenerating into fourteen slash ten. Like why fourteen looks like yes, ten body? They do explain that. I mean, it we, didn't they finally explained why when we got Peter Capaldi, they fit in the story of why his face came back. So I have to assume that they're going to do that with him eventually. Um, well, because, and not only it, did the body and the face come back, but it really is Ten's personality. Like, David Tennant is not playing the Doctor any differently, maybe slightly more subdued. And and, yeah. and older looking with a five o'clock shadow, but he's not. I mean, the clothes are the same. It's not even like ten in like totally different clothes. Like like fourteen is t- the personality is the same. The mem like yeah. like like I don't know that he has been changed by being twelve like eleven, twelve, and thirteen. I think he has some. I mean, like you said, he's more subdued, and 
he some of the things he says to her after, like how you know she was his best friend, and that like it's so hard for him to leave her. I think that that changed him. I mean, yeah. Ten, I'm trying to think. Ten already knew about the war, so he was already. So you can't say like he was yeah. changed by all that because that was after the fact. But I, I think he's been changed. But but yes, I agree with what you're saying. It does seem like the same doctor. But I also feel like if it didn't, people would probably like riot. You know. I guess, but, but I mean, I, I, I mean, so, I do think like, he's changed some. He isn't. He's still. He he's like you said more subdued. But yet you also get that off the bouncing off the wall side of him too. So you get both. Well, yeah, and I, I'm wondering like why they made him be 14. Like why did they have like Jodie Whittaker? regenerate into David Tennant's body because if you just wanted to do like rewrite, set things right with Donna, you could do a 10 story. Like the doctor travels all time and space and 10 could have come back to Donna. And yeah, we've and seen multiple things, doctors right? in the shows before clearly. Um, well, yeah, but I, I mean, know. 10, we could have, yeah, we could have had a version where it's just 10 because Davies just wants to do 10 and it doesn't have to be 14. It could be 10 that, that winds up to, to the Star Beast and Donna and set things right with Donna. But they chose to make 14's regeneration be mm-hmm. 10, which is going to make the next Doctor be the 15th Doctor, right? Yeah. Um, I like that they so, did that, though, because it's different, and it, it opens the door for them to do it with other people. But you know what's interesting, though, I think? You know, actually, if it, now this is kind of one of those things where it's like it's not really officially considered that or whatever. But technically... He's more than just 10 and 14 because remember he regenerated and kept his face at one point um, when he, in the middle of being 10, because technically there's like 15. And if you get into that, you know, yeah. well, technically yeah. there's also the war doctor too, but I mean, yeah, but, um, but I mean, that was the thing he regenerated into himself because he was supposed to be, because he didn't want to change his face. So the fact that he went back to him again, I think kind of makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I mean, I look, I'm not saying they did it. Yeah. Did they have? I'm not to saying I don't like, like it. it. I mean, I think there's a big part of this that is signaling to the audience they're getting the band back together. It's not just Russell T. Davies is back. He's brought back some of his favorite producers. The, the guy who does the music is back with him. Um, Rachel Talele directed Talele, yeah. this episode, right? And she's one of his yeah, favorite, like, awesome. part of his crew. And they're definitely signaling that the band is back together. You know, I think that Doctor Who's ratings have gone down during the Chibnall era. Um, and I, I don't think that's because of, of Jodie Whittaker. It's because of Chris Chibnall. No, and, yeah. and the Timeless Child bullshit and a bunch of other stuff, right? And I, and I, I do think that bringing Ken and Donna together is a great signal to us that we're returning to, like, really the the team that was at the high point of Doctor Who. Yeah, and they wanted to try to bring together. the ratings back, I guess. You know, um, I have read somewhere, and I don't know how true this is, because it's kind of hard to tell when you read it. It, it depends what, if it's in the show or not. But I had read somewhere that some of what Chibnall did, he was retconning, like that because people got were pissed that it happened. Yes, and I've heard that, too. That is. I, I, well, I've I read, I read, I read speculation that yeah. that Russell Davies, like, that Chibnall, rec- like, you know, how Russell Davies, like, undid the destruction of Gallifrey, and then Chibnall redestroyed Gallifrey, and will will Davies retcon and undestroy Gallifrey again? And then 
Sentinel has said that the next episode, which is called, what's it called, Deep Blue Sea or Out of the Blue, Wild Blue Yonder, I think the next episode, the next special is called next week. One of them is called The Giggles. I don't know about the other one. I think it's Wild Blue Yonder next week. And I read that a quote from, they've let almost nothing out about this episode, but Davies said that this episode well, the history, I'm reading you the quote, the history of the flux and the timeless child is dealt with very slightly in this episode. Um, so that's interesting because the flux and the timeless child are two of the things that Chibnall did that we didn't really like and that undid some stuff, right? And there's a lot of speculation like Will Davies sort of like, like I hate the timeless child storyline. Um, yeah, I don't love it either. I mean, um, I think people get too mad though. I mean, like, okay, I'm, you know how big of a fan I am. And I don't like some of what he did and that he retconned things, but I also kind of feel like, you know what, he was the showrunner. He had a right to do it if he wanted to do it. He did. And, like, to get so pissed about it because it's, okay. like, I don't know. To me, it's like they can change it back, you know? Like, I, I, yes, I agree with you. But I personally, I agree that to write a story in which it turns out that the Doctor is, in fact, not a Time Lord at all, but it's a totally different, like, the last, maybe the, maybe that kid was the last of the species. Um, and the Time Lords, like, like perform, like, genetic testing on this person and steal their, like, like right? Yeah, like, I don't like, like the story. I mean, I agree with you. I, I just, I think that, I don't know. Like, it is what it is. You can't change it. And he's the showrunner, and he's allowed to do yeah, that. I think, so if you don't like I think, it, change it back when you're not, you know. I think a showrunner who writes the story that the Doctor's on a Time Lord is betraying, like, a show that goes back, like, to the 1960s, right? Like, That's I just not think, untrue. Like, That's um, not untrue. And I think, I think it shouldn't have been done. Um, no, and, I don't think it should have been done either, but I'm just saying, like, he's the showrunner. That's his choice. Yes. Like, if they yes. want to well, change it, it's it can be changed again. They can undo yeah. it and fix yeah. it and... Those you horrible know, Walking Dead showrunners made some choices, and they were bad. Um, yeah, but, it, I mean, it's still canon. You can't, like, yeah. people act yeah. like you can just say it's not canon and, like, ignore it, and you really can't. Well, because so there's speculation you can, that but... Davis, well, you can't uncanonize. Like, Disney uncanonizes shit all the time. They uncanonized a whole bunch of Star Wars stuff, and they made other non-canon stuff into canon all of a sudden. Yeah, um, I guess. And Doctor Who's now with Disney now. And and so they did, you know. So the Star Beast meet the meet the beep meet the moop boop meet the meep. what's meep the meep meet the the meep but he's meet the the beep or meet from beep or whatever right. Meep oh, from the original moop. from the original story, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So the, so this is stuff that comes from comics that I yeah. guess was canon in the way that like like BBC licensed it or allowed it or whatever. But this, it, it's a very, like, I never heard of them. I don't read Doctor Who comic books. And it, it's interesting to me, we should get back on the episode, that they chose this very, like, they, like, okay, like, I, I like when they go back to, like, historic classic aliens sometimes. But that they mm-hmm. chose this rando, one-off comic book guy was kind of interesting to me. Um that uh, they didn't go with Zygons or Cybermen or Dot Lake. You can, you know, usually good for a few Daleks in an anniversary special or Santa Claus. Yeah. Like, this is not a Christmas special. There's no Santa Claus in this one. Um, well, who knows? We can still get both of those things. We don't know. 
We still have two episodes left. No, we know yeah. we're doing the toy maker. We know the big bad is the toy maker, and it's Neil Patrick Harris. Right. Um, I thought the three were originally the like one story, which I guess they're not. I didn't realize. Well, they that. kind of are because Donna spilled coffee on the TARDIS, and it's going to go loopy and take them someplace. And yeah, kind it's of. It's possible I mean, that episode was self-contained. I mean, it definitely it was one story. It's possible the toy maker is behind sending the meat down there, right? I don't know. Yeah, he, the, the meat did say something about its boss. So, yeah. Yeah, the meat has other. Um, I mean, we should, I kind of like the twist that the meat is this cute and fluffy E.T. type character. And we're like, oh, mm-hmm. we've got to save the meat. And then the meat turns out to be this total evil asshole with pointy teeth who's just a total, he's not only like, like trying to take over the world, he just wants to kill everybody because he's just a jerk, really, right? Yeah, well, like they the went nuts or whatever just... when the sun, I forget how they explained it, but they uh-huh. started eating people or eating creatures yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. he's just, like, evil for the sake of evil, kind of, the meat. Yeah, uh, I like how they did the that. Dollar... I mean, I think you could see it coming, but I still like how they did it and how the doctor was, like, realized they weren't hurting anybody. And, of course, it, it then he's, like, the shadow proclamation. There were quite a few um, references in this to old stuff, but, like, yeah. I think if you're a fan... Yeah. That yeah. was good they they brought back. Um, I, I was just going to say, though, I do think some of the episodes felt different, like, because it, you can tell, like, it was bought by Disney and that. Not that they – well, the both was weird to me. I was afraid at first they were going to America or something, but obviously it's still BBC show. But it, you definitely could tell they had more money in this episode. It, it has been widely um, reported. It's been yeah. widely reported that the budget tripled with the move to Disney. Yeah. And it was very obvious from, yeah. I mean, so put a pin in the new TARDIS. We've got to talk about that. But the yeah, TARDIS, we do. the streets um, of London, Don, the Donna's house. I'm like, I was going to say, I thought the thing, the fact that he could use, he used his screwdriver and, like, made, like, a, I forget what I call it, the hologram thing in the air to, like, look at the, the stats and that. The sonic, the sonic screwdriver? Cool. Sorry? The Sonic, you mean? The Sonic Yeah, he used the Sonic. Yeah, but I, I can't remember what I called it. But he made, like, the interface in the air with the, with the Sonic, like the screen. Yes. He, like, drew. And I thought that was a budget thing. Like, the Sonic. Yeah, it definitely felt like a budget thing. But I thought it was kind of cool when he did that because it made me think of, like, how, okay, we still get, like, the effects that are, like, really cheesy on purpose, like the meat that looks like a puppet, and it's supposed to look like, you know, and, a puppet. And the warriors, the wrath warriors. And the warriors. Like their they suits like were made out of rubber, right? They were yeah. terrible you suits. Still, you still get that feeling from it. Yeah. So it was okay. Yeah. But as time goes on, I mean, the show, it does make sense if it sort of moves more into, you know, more modern things with modern tech. And I thought it was kind of an interesting thing that he could do that, and it didn't bother me. I think they overdid it, though, because I think that by the time they mm-hmm. got to the thing where he make, made the shields, it's like, okay, that's kind of cool, but at the same time, like, why? Like, it's too much. And when he started drawing the shields, I totally thought it was a portal. It reminded me of Loki. Did it make you think of Loki when he did that? Because that was what immediately went to my mind was the, the um, in Loki when they opened the, when they used the little thingy to open the portal. That was oh, the time pad? Yeah, um, yeah. So I agree with you 100% that they overdid it with the force fields. That, like, I kind of liked having the Sonic be able to make that little screen and he could see stuff and do yeah. math or whatever he's doing in the air. But when the Sonic screwdriver 
made a force field that could repel laser guns. It was too much because, like, part of the charm of the Sonic is that sometimes it's malfunctioning. He built it himself, and and it's, like, malfunctioning. And, I mean, so the Sonic sunglasses were always kind of more powerful, and I, I like that they are sort of bridging that. But, yeah, I think they way overdid it with the force fields. That was like, I don't want the doctor to have, like, a tool that can do everything and make him no, kind you of, don't like, want to. Un- I think it was un- cool, though, killable. that he did use the sonic for its sonic abilities, too, in the upper Yes, episode. yes. That's like, the doctor's funny. greatest weapon and his greatest defense is his, his mind, mind, and it always should be, right? Yes, yes, I totally agree. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I do think, and, and that's exactly what I thought was that, like I said, that I thought the first time it was cool when he was drawing that, and then after that it was like, no. Because if he can just draw anything he wants and pull it out of thin air, like, what's the point? So yeah. I hope that they don't continue to do that too much. It looked neat. Don't get me wrong. It definitely looked neat. Yeah. But um, yeah. It's, it's the doctor. Some of it has to be sort of cheesy. Um, now, the, well, I guess if we're talking about effects, we might as well talk about the TARDIS now. I, I don't know how I feel about the TARDIS. I felt like the TARDIS to me looked too high-tech. I mean, I liked it, and it was cool, but it looked too clean. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because we went from 13, like, really, really organic directly to Mm -hmm. that. Maybe that's why, because it was so opposite. But it was definitely different than what we've seen before. I think it felt a little bit throwback, because the TARDIS interior has often been white. Yeah. You know... And and I think, you know, if the TARDIS is supposed to be bigger on the inside, I like that we have the budget now to be really bigger on the inside. And I, I saw yeah. a picture, I think it was on Den of Geek, there was a picture of the set under construction. And, like, it's so big, there were, like, like it was being made outdoors and there were cranes and stuff, like, putting it all together. Like, it's a practical set. It's not, like, all that white wall of the TARDIS with the round portals in it. That's practical. Yeah. That's that's a set. Right? Yeah, I thought it first now, it was digital, and then I realized it wasn't. Yeah. Now the Rondles lighting up and turning colors, like I don't, I think they're really lit with LEDs, and that's practical also. Probably. Um, yeah. I, so I like that was big. I really liked seeing the Doctor run around. He was like a like a puppy like that a goes kid. into a giant new room, and is like, yeah, running around and checking it yeah, all I out. Yeah, I love and, that. But- yeah, um, I mentioned that earlier. That was I, cool. It remains to be seen if they'll use it the way, in a good way. Like, you're right, it could be too much, it could be too big, it could be too new, but I really liked the Doctor. It'd be like, cool if, like, you know what would be cool if we seen room, because, I, like, you do in, in stories, not in, or at least in fanfic, I don't know about in their stories, but, like, it would be cool to see different parts of the TARDIS. Like, I'd like to see other rooms. Like, he mentions stuff a lot of times. Uh, well, but did we you never see all the see doors it. in that TARDIS? The, there are a lot of doors in the tortoise. <laughs> I didn't know that. that but yeah, I'm sure there are. But yes. I mean, he's mentioned, you know, the wardrobe and the swimming pool. And I just think, thinking yes. about it, since they have the budget, I'd love to get to see, like, a different part of the TARDIS instead of just the console room. I think that could or, be interesting. I'd at least like to see people go in and out of those doors. Like, like, yeah. like everything happens in the console room. And, like... I agree with you. I'd like to see it, but I also agree. Like, I feel like I enjoy the mystery of never seeing the rest of the TARDIS. Oh, but sure. it, like, I'd like to see people, like, maybe, like, come out of the room you know, or whatever. Like, like, like yeah. never. Like, like remember Amy? It was always alluded to that Amy and Rory had a bedroom in the TARDIS. And they would, like, go turn around and walk off the scene. And they were they walked out of the shot. And they were going to some other part yeah. of the TARDIS. And you never, right? Like, yeah. 
like maybe we see it, maybe we don't. But I mean, I, that was that was the one scene where you really see the budget there. I mean, it wasn't the yeah, one yeah, scene, exactly. but it was a scene. It was a scene where you really see the budget. Yeah. Um. Definitely. How so, did you like the? We should go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say we probably talk about Rose. We didn't talk mm-hmm. about Rose yet. Um, That's oh, and also, wait, before we, before we talk about Rose, I want to mention one thing because I, I wanted to ask you what you thought about this. Okay. I had forgotten that I had read that um, Bernard Cribbins is in this part of the series, that this was filmed before he passed and that really? he's going to be in it. Yes. Um, and I guess I should say I'm sorry if that was a spoiler for people. It's been an out. Um, but, yeah, he's got a scene somewhere coming up. Um so my question is... He died July 27, 2022, so a year. So this was shot... Yeah, it was filmed. I, I know he's coming up because it's supposed to be like his last thing or whatever. But um, So my, my question is, the scene that they had in this episode, was it filmed before he passed and they just left it? Or was it meant to reference his passing? Because I thought at first, because I had forgotten this, that whenever they were talking about him at first, that he was, I mean, what David Tennant or what the doctor was saying, acting at first like he thought he passed, like it was like, seemed like it was more done as like a memorial type thing to say like, yes, he was great and everything. And I really liked that. And then I'm like, oh, he's not dead. And I'm like, okay, so was this film before he was dead? Or is this more, because I thought about like, um, Call Me Cat, and how yeah. when um, the actor passed, they decided to let the character live on, and they did it purposely. Yeah. So I wondered if, if that was more like which it was. You know, I was just curious um, because it was it was emo- I thought it was emotional. I definitely was you know emotional. At yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of curious. Like assumes he's dead and like no he's alive. He went to a retirement home. You know we have a hundred spares. He can't live here. Yeah, he's um, okay. Yeah. So I think I wonder if they scripted that. I'd love to find that out because uh, so I do think that he just wasn't in this episode and he maybe it's just in the next episode because that I mean, we know so we know that he shot some part of something and he's in it. Right. I just feel like if it was done before, it was weird to leave in because it's something that I feel like saying, oh, he's not dead, like you would take that out unless it was done on purpose to well, let him move on. could just be explaining why he's not in the episode, because people, I like, guess. let's say he was still alive, and people are like, why is he not in this episode? Wilt is the best. He's my favorite character. I, I, I guess think maybe I could see an argument that, let's say he's alive, there's just not really a place for him in this episode because it's so jam-packed, and you really need to focus on introducing Donna and I did really like what right, right. Mother Sylvia passed in real life that they would they would remove it. But you maybe have to ask. Not. Maybe they maybe they went back and added that after he passed yeah, away in real life, know. and they were like, "Why is he not here?" Seems like at first, like they were doing like a you know tribute thing. I don't think thing. so because he's going to be in it because we know he's going to be in it, right? So I think it maybe yeah. was just explanation of why he's not in this episode. Because this episode, I guess if you didn't know, then it wouldn't have any impact. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. Anyway. So it, tr- so it turns out that that she has a daughter named Rose. I love the kind of mm-hmm. jokes where the doctor's like, Rose, what? Like, he runs into Donna, and then he's like, Rose, what? Uh, what? And well, then Rose is like. What, what whenever Donna comes back, and they're all like, what? You knew they were each going to say mean, what, because that's like a thing. It, it, but it's kind of interesting that if Donna's memory was wiped, but it wasn't wiped, it was suppressed, like, did she pick the name Rose? Well, no, of, it explains. 
explained that. And, you know, I questioned that too. And then I wondered, I assumed it was that it was because of what Rose remembered, but they actually, he yeah. actually did mention that he because when I went back and watched it, he said something like she chose her name because just like how she made, which I loved how they had the little creatures that she made were like representative yeah. of the, of the Daleks and the cyber or whatever. Yeah. I forget which ones they were, but you know, the different ones, yeah. which by the way, there's been discussion about, it has to have been not Donna's memories, but the doctor's memories she had because she um, also has like that, um, and I can't think of his name. It starts with a K, curved, that, that dog thing that was from the Flux. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, that was yeah. in the doctor's past, but like Donna never met him. And like yeah. Donna didn't, I don't think, meet the Cybermen. So it was definitely from the doctor's yeah. memories. But yeah, um, she chose, well, would because, have chosen because Donna got name. all the doctor's knowledge. Right, and therefore, so did Rose. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was like a suppressed memory. So, so, when we get to the end and the whole thing is sort of, like, wrapped up and explained to us, like, it doesn't make total sense. And I, I rewound. I did what you should never do watching Doctor Who. I hit rewind. And I rewound it to try to be like, wait, what? What's going on with the explanation? <laughs> and you yeah. really shouldn't. It's Doctor Who. You should be like, I just accept it. It's timey-wimey. It makes no sense. Just roll with it. But I listened to it again. And so it's like, uh, I mean, I love that Donna, Donna is willing to sacrifice herself for her child. Like, previous, like I, I love Donna. I'm not sure Donna would always have been willing to sacrifice herself for maybe for Earth, but not always. Um, like Donna often was like, what do you mean sacrifice yourself? You're the doctor, fix this, right? Um, yeah. And I don't accept this. Donna was a very, like, I don't accept this kind of person. And Donna was willing to do it for her daughter and that sacrifice she's willing to make for her daughter. And then it turns out that, like, so I really liked the idea that the doctor was like, oh, it was too much for one person, but you had a child. And so now it's passing to your child. Like, that I loved. I'm not saying yeah. I don't like the whole binary, non-binary thing. And and it was a good throwback because in the previous episode when Donna, we did see Donna say binary, binary, yeah. binary. Right? That's why uh, I think they showed that clip. Yeah, she said that in the original. Yes, and um, I liked that. But, but the whole, the whole like, Rose is non-binary and it reflects the, the like, ungendered nature of the doctor. And I, lo- I did like when Rose said, like, he's neither but both and more. This, this is uh, what I like. I like that they made it relevant to the story and that it was something important in the script and it became part of the story. That's the, the way I, I look at it. I think that it was cool that they tied everything together. So it made sense. It, it didn't feel, yes. you know, forced into me. It felt more natural. So I agree with you because I felt a little bit in the beginning when they – when they caught, when they when they said that Rose, I mean, I did like the part a lot where where Sylvia and Donna are kind of having a conversation about Rose, and Donna's like, "Look, just tell her she's beautiful." Like Sylvia's like, "What should I do?" Like sometimes I forget and I say he, and Donna's like, "Don't worry about it. Just tell her she's beautiful." Like she's so accepting, and then yeah. like the mother, like Sylvia's a little bit nervous because she sometimes slips. And I felt like it was a really realistic conversation that families yeah, have. Exactly. And I say that only because I have a trans friend who I, in the first couple of years, would sometimes forget. We have a 25-year friendship, and, I, and I'd 
uh, I'd use the old name or I'd say, dude, what are you talking about? Although I might say that to all my girlfriends also, right? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I call lots of people dude. And Not my friend was like, whatever, it's fine. Gender. Just be my friend. Like, my friend was like, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. I get it, right? Not everybody's like that. But I thought it reflected, like, maybe a, a conversation that families have. Um, but so there's a part of me that felt when they when they said she was trans, I I kind of felt like, look, I, it's not necessarily like, okay, so the actress is a, is a trans teen, right? Or a young woman. Yeah. The young, the actress is trans. And I felt, part of me felt like, shit, just because you cast a trans actress, you don't have to make the, like, can't, you don't have to like, make she's a woman, deal, yeah. can she just play a girl? She's a girl, let her play a girl. Like, why do you have to call out that she's trans? Like, um, not that trans, but yeah, on like, the other hand, like. Have, I mean, you get having representation, and, and they should, and that's great that they have the representation. But, yes, sometimes it feels like they're, like, you well, don't, people, like, it doesn't need to be a big deal. Like, we're accepting it. That's what's important. Well, but this, at the same time, that's why I like that it's part of the story. It made this sense. This is a great episode for inclusion because they, yeah. yeah, they, they like they like look. Trans people have should see people. Every person should see someone that reflects them on television, and yeah. in all kinds of art. And it's cool that they did it. Um, and and I don't have an experience that lets me really understand how trans audiences understand this, but. I agree with you. It was cool that they made it. Like maybe the script didn't a hundred percent like articulate, articulate it, like why, it like like how it flowed into Donna's Child. I get, and then because she's non-binary and the doctor is kind of non-binary. The doctor's non-binary, but in a very different way because the doctor, you know, changes. The doctor like changes genders back and forth or whatever, and the doctor doesn't kind of see gender like so much of space is ungendered the way we. Well, yeah, the doctor like, so doesn't many, see age either. We've we've had that. They, he's had that conversation. Yeah. Like, with and so many before. species that he goes to are like single gender or pangender or whatever, and so it made sense. But 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 script what like again I love the part where Rose says like they're like well because you know non-binary and and she's like the doctor is neither. And both. Both and neither, yeah. Both and neither, and more, I think she says. Um, yeah, something and, like that, yeah. And, and, and better and more. That's what they've been trying to get across, so yeah. And it's so, kind yeah, of cool I that Doctor they... Who was like, Doctor Who's like, look, this is our audience. We see you. We're here. We're doing this. And if you don't like it, too bad. Don't watch Doctor Who. Yeah, I know. This is great. I think it's great. It's great. I think it's yeah, awesome. It's yeah, and and I agree with you. Like maybe it didn't come, it didn't fit a hundred percent, but they definitely tried. And I liked that they, like I said, I liked that that was part of the story. It was relevant to the story. It wasn't just like like you said, why can't she just play a girl? Like we don't necessarily need to know that because I and, didn't get it, and then it made sense. Right, in the next and that's what I like is the fact that that they they made it inclusive, but they also made it relevant in the fact that it was part of the story. It wasn't yeah. just them putting a trans character in and saying that. Like, it was part of it. So I it like that. Just, I think they did yeah. a pretty good job of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, mean, it I like her character, but it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, I like, not, I, like I mean, let's admit it. Like, a good 30% of Doctor Who makes no sense all the time, like, script-wise. Yeah, it doesn't have to. And, but and not, like, in the way that, not in the way that Walking Dead doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's very I mean, like when they let's, when let's they explain how the regeneration energy flowed into Rose, like it kind of doesn't make sense, but it's fine. Like they were going for emotion, not well, logic. Well, hey, we and, know that regeneration energy flowed from the TARDIS into Amy's baby. I mean, come on. Yep. So yeah. it doesn't have to make that, total sense. 
I will always take a really good emotional scene that doesn't make logical sense. I'll always take if that. It's done well. Like lot, lot, yeah, it's done well. So yeah, yeah that was good. Um, and you know, I, I kind of liked the way at the end, Donna's like, "No, I can't go in the TARDIS. I have responsibilities now. I got to raise my kid." I, I love that because every other companion would be like, "Shit, yeah, I'm going right in the TARDIS." Like, like <laughs> no, remember how much like, Amy about is gross? Yeah. Right? Like, Amy and Rory were, like, whining, like, we haven't seen you in 10 years. Where have you been? And the doctor's like, I have shit to do. There's worlds to save, right? Um, and, like, other companions would, like, jump right in. And Donna's like, I really can't. I have a kid. And, like, you don't get it, Donna. She's like the, she's, like, yeah, the only was, companion. I was kind of surprised Rose didn't go, though. I thought Rose was going to go. I was surprised it was yeah. just Donna. Yeah, that he wouldn't take Rose instead of Donna. Rose is the guy I want to go. Uh, but that would be know, that would I not like, resonate with Sam. Like I have responsibilities. I have a kid, but take her and have fun. Go give her, you know, nope. a fun time. <laughs> That's kind of like what I expected her to say. And they they have in the past. You they have often in the past used the special to introduce the new companion, right? That's certainly how Clara came about. Like sometimes you meet the new companion in the special, but yeah. this is not the new Doctor. This is the old no. doctor, so there's that. Yeah, and I don't think she's um, going to be the companion. I was just surprised she didn't tell, you know, him to take her for a spin or something. I, I, like, I would yeah. think he'd be like, I want to share this with my child. Like, this is such a wondrous thing. I want uh, her to see the inside I don't, of the target. I don't, but, but I guess see, that's not what the audience too. wants to see. I don't want to see that. I want to see the doctor and Donna. Like, how that's much true. would we be screaming and howling if they bring back Donna only to have her not go on an adventure with the doctor? Well, I think right? both of them. Like, I think it would have been neat to see both of them go. I guess is what I'm saying. I, but, you know, but yeah, I, I think you know saying. what? I also want the doctor and Donna. I mean, we I also just we also just came out of a triple companion and then a double companion situation. That's true. Which didn't and we really complain work too many companions. in a lot of ways. <laughs> I should be shutting my mouth, right? Like, <laughs> I am happy to have the one companion and to have the Donna and Doctor do their thing, and not have a new. Yeah. Person and that stuck also, in there. That also doesn't mean we couldn't see Rose again later either. I mean, right. doesn't mean. I mean, I think she's it. not the companion because I think maybe that casting. No, I think there's I'm a new really companion sure. with the new Doctor. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, um, but, but we at least I'm, get these three episodes with them, so that's that's yeah. something. And we get Neil Patrick Harris hopefully next week. I mean, yeah. I hope the Toy Makers not. We don't know, but I hope the Toy Makers not held to those. I mean. Holy cow, how have we not seen Neil Patrick Harris on Doctor Who before? Because he's awesome and he's going to be awesome. Is he British, but, though? No, he's you American. Know, but, you know, I question if that's because it's Disney now. Because as far as I know, and, and I listen, I'm going by what I've read in things. I'm not 100% certain, so if I'm wrong, people don't be like, you're wrong. As far as I know, I thought that you could not be in Doctor Who if you were not from the UK. What, I like, thought that was like, like a Harry Potter situation. Yeah, I didn't think they were allowed to put an American in it. I thought that that was kind of a thing. So um, no, even like I mean, Jack, like he's not American. I mean, the actor is an American. Um, I did not think they could do that. So that's kind of interesting. It might be because it's partially owned by Disney. Because that's like a, a thought, like I a don't. British law. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> British law. That'd be awesome. I don't have the law that you can't be. Well, no, um, I thought you had to be like a British citizen or something to be in their production. Like Harry Potter. Like you have to yeah, be. Yeah, that's what I said. That's on, like a, Like you have to be English to be in Harry Potter. It's like no Americans in Harry Potter, right? 
I don't know yeah, I if he. Like a first thing. I, I don't. I think if he was the first American ever in Doctor Who, that would be huge news. I never really thought right? about it. So I we were talking just now. That's why I asked. <laughs> I, I mean, you're right. It's a largely British uh, franchise. Um, I'm looking it up. Uh, it doesn't say. <laughs> it doesn't say what I looked at. Yeah, I there's not a there's not a really like. Um, I mean, yeah, who knows? If he was the first American, he might be the just, the most prominent. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. I don't remember America. I'm trying to think. Cause like I said, like I think of Jack, but he's the actor is an American, so you know. I don't know. It doesn't like, matter. I just thought about it while we were talking. The actor's American, but he plays an American soldier, right? I mean, yeah, he plays he's an definitely American, not American. He's British. So. Uh, in real life, I mean, he's British. So, yeah, I don't know. Play, yeah, he plays American. I don't know. I, I think if he was the first, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, at any rate, we should yeah. probably move on from yeah, this we're, because we're, we're we've been on for a long time. An agent and yeah. show to cover. So and I got I got work to do. Um I was just gonna say, uh, before I go, I have I haven't seen the Marvel movie yet, I was gonna say that too, but um I'm what, Quantumania? Yeah. No, I've seen Quantumania. I haven't seen the Marvel. I don't know what it was oh. with you with Quantumania. Oh, I finally saw, oh yeah, I we finally saw Quantumania it. this week. Yeah. Yeah, um, Karen's like told me I just and I'm like, No age, I saw it too. Um no, it's, but yeah, but anyway, it's I'm just, just so old. Yeah. Yeah, but I was just going to say, um, watching this show um, called The Shift, it's a movie, I think is going to be good, and I think you guys must be, it's interesting. It's a modern-day sci-fi retelling of the story of Job, and I thought it sounded really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wow. doing the interviews tomorrow for it. I have not had a chance to watch it until now. i got to go watch it. But um, Sean Astin's in it as one of the people... Um, that I'm talking to tomorrow, among some other people, and um, I'm going to go watch it. It was good so far. I just did not get to finish it because I just stopped to do the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Interesting. I was asking you guys, because I don't know why I'm thinking, and I may be wrong because I tried looking it up on Internet Movie Database, and it seems like maybe I'm wrong and it's not that actor. But the one person that was in it, I swear, was the guy that was in that show we watched, and that's why I was texting you guys trying to remember what is the name of that show we watched that was about the bar that the the audience like picked stuff that happened. Do you remember that show? We yeah, just, I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know what it's. But do you know what show I'm talking about though? You remember it? No. And you think the main guy was in it, or Neil and, and I might be wrong it? because I tried looking through his cast list. Um, Christopher McDonald. Aloha, oh. and I can't, um, I don't see it in his uh, cast list, so I could be completely wrong, but it reminded me of him, and it reminded me of that show, and I was trying to like me to think of what the name of the show is, and I cannot think of what it's called, but it was this show where, like, the guy ran a bar, and it was like you voted online about what you wanted to see happen next, and there were, like, the people that, that were part of the audience were sort of involved in creating the show, and it was like it didn't do real well, and then they canceled it. But it was out for a while, and we watched it and, like, interacted oh, with it. Like, yeah. they put some names in it and stuff. I can't for the life of me think of yes, it all, though. Yes. And I swear this guy was in it, and I don't know why I think he was in it, because I have looked through his cast list. Maybe I'm just missing it and not knowing the name, and maybe I'm completely nuts. But <laughs> I was trying to figure out what it was. 
It's driving yeah. me nuts. So if you think of the title of it, tell me, okay? <laughs> yeah, I will. Um, I, I just don't know what it was called. I don't know. Th- this is sounding familiar to me. I'll think about it. Let's, uh, I mean, he was in a lot of other stuff we watched, but um, I've gone through and I, I can't find it. So I don't know. Either I don't know the real name of it or – I'm thinking he was the, the actor in it, and he wasn't. And for whatever reason, it's just reminding me of it, which is just as funny. And who do you think the who do you think the actor was that was in it? Uh, Christopher, I don't know how to say the name Palaha. It must not be him. I, I for whatever reason though, he's reminding me of the show. It um, must not be him. Yeah. Well, people, you know, people have so many credits. Sometimes it's it's hard to remember who's in what. You, you know, you recognize somebody. You don't know from where, you know. I know yeah. he was in Shelter. I mean, he was he was awesome in Shelter because we just watched that. But that that isn't the show I was thinking of, so I don't know. But now yeah. I'm driving. Me okay. Well, All right. Well, go. we'll move on. Um, have a good night, guys. Uh, oh, and by the way, yeah. Um, there's there's been a handful of Americans in Doctor Who. Uh, most notably, Andrew Garfield. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he was Doctor Who. Yeah, he was yeah. Doctor Who. I didn't know he was American, though. I didn't think about it, but you're right. He wasn't Doctor Who a long time ago. But he had, he had a little part. I don't know. I thought you had to be British, but or at least from the UK. But, you know, who knows? Tomorrow, really tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to hear on the news that, 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 that England has passed a law to be on Doctor Who. You have to be British. And they're like, <laughs> hey, they listen to our podcast. We we repealed the law. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go. All right. Have a good night, guys. Good night, Jamie. Have a good week, Jamie. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Um, Okay. So, you know what's going to happen? As soon as we hang up this uh, call, and be like, I remember that show. It was called Blah Blah. Um. And then we'll have to talk about it next week. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to talk about Monarch. And we've got – we caught up with two yes. episodes, right? So we're full up through episode three or four, I guess, right? I've seen three. I don't think it's four is out yet, is it? I've seen okay, three so I thought the solar was. Uh, maybe it's not out yet. Uh, I watched whatever was available to me. Um, and I'm totally caught up with what's out there. So um, – we, what happened? We learned a lot of more backstory on, not a lot, but we actually not as much as we have in the past about, um, the, you know, the flashbacks to the 50s. We're up to 1954 now in flashbacks. And we see um, uh, this scene where the military makes their first asshole move of many to come, I guess, right? Where um, yeah. we saw and um, Bill Randa and um, Co, they're like, okay, we're going to tell you about Godzilla, or not about Godzilla, about Titans, because we, like, you know, need some help here. And then, of course, the first thing that happens is the military's like, we need to blow up Godzilla. We need to blow up whatever comes. And nobody knows that. I, I mean, I yeah. love that they didn't know it was coming and it was Godzilla. That was kind of awesome, right? And Christopher Heyerdahl plays General Puckett, who's kind of cool, right? Like, uh, did you recognize Christopher Hyde at all? He's been in a lot of shows that I've watched. 
Yeah. Um, um, I mean, most recently he was in Van Helsing and his character went to shit after a while. I loved him in Hell on Wheels. Um, and I have never seen him do an American accent. I'm not sure if he – he's Canadian, so it was actually like his real accent or he did an American accent or whatever, right? But I've seen him mostly do like – accents and other, like, he was in Viking, he was, you know, he was in Van Helsing, in, in help. Anyway, I liked him in this role. Um, it was good to see him, but he's an asshole, and he tries to blow up Godzilla, and of course, um, we know he can blow up Godzilla. We don't really see it at the end of the episode, they assume Godzilla's dead, but we know that, right. like, how do you feel Obviously. about this? How do you feel about the modern monsterverse kind of thing where like the Titans consume radiation. I've never been down with that. I'm okay with it. I it, it's been a staple since they, they since they you know brought this monster verse together. So I haven't yeah. really given it much thought. I just kind of gone with it. Um, you know what I love about that and scene I, when they they think they've blown up Godzilla is it's the footage you see in the first Godzilla movie when they're showing. You know, it's like we yeah. see where the footage came from. Now, like, I love yeah. the first episode. I love the, the reveals at the end of the first episode when she's in the footprint and it's that picture. Oh, and, yeah. she, you know, she's like, oh, my God, that's my grandmother. And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. two different timelines. <laughs> like, I, thought that was, yeah. I thought that was a great, great reveal. I love the way they did it. Um yeah. Everything about it was great. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I, I just love how these guys are going to get their comeuppance. I mean, I, I love – I also love the way they're positioning, like, you know, Emiko and, and Bill, who are scientists, and, like, she weeps when she thinks they have killed Godzilla, right? Like, she cries. Yeah. She's like, we, like, need to learn from them, which – I get, um, like, I kind of, I like the whole backstory kind of, I like all that flashback kind of stuff, especially, I mean, it's the story of Monarch, and we're learning how Monarch, I mean, the time jump was a little, so this, this last episode has a time jump where we went from when they're in the Philippines, and they're on the ship that is destroyed by a titan, and then they run away and the footprint kind of happens. And then a two-year time jump where in that time, Lee has become fully, like, into, they're a threesome now. They're a triad of people who are really into this. Yes. And 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 we, we kind of skip over his, I mean, I guess really when you see a monster come and crush a destroyer, you're like, like what, what do I need to, why do I need to see more? Like, he's all in after that moment, right? Yeah. Um, I like the Kurt Russell character, but I think he's a little generic Kurt Russell character right now, right? Like, is he kind of Snake Plissken? Well, he's kind of like he's he's older Lee. <laughs> I know he's older Lee. I know he's older Lee, but he's like that's awesome. Like by a, the way, I love the fact I love the fact that they're 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 playing um, the same character, him and uh, Wyatt. <laughs> that's awesome. I know because they don't. They don't just look alike; like their voices are kind of the same. And yeah. I read that Kurt that they did. I read that Kurt, I read it Kurt Russell where they didn't really work together to create the character. 
Kurt Russell would be like in video. He'd be like on set watching um, his son. Seeing what Wyatt was doing. And then he'd be like, "Oh, I can use that. I can use that. Let me try to incorporate that later, right?" Like I see what he's doing with the character. Like I guess these aren't his words, but it sounded like he kind of let Wyatt create the character, which makes sense because he had the younger guy, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's layering onto it. But so he's a very seat of his pants, old school kind of like. Indiana Jonesy kind of character who's like, follow my lead. Let me just like bullshit my way through this. And guess what? It turns out I'm best friends with a South Korean. Like and like whatever. We don't need to know. Like what? <laughs> You're friends with a South Korean like border guard. Whatever. Um, but I love it. I thought it was like it, he, he's fun. Um, and he will probably get more serious and spill more secrets as we go along, right? Yeah. Um, he has kind of stolen the show from the kids. Like the first two episodes, which were so much about like finding out that your father had a secret family and you know, all of that. Like now Lee Shaw, Kurt Russell, larger than life kind of is in there and he was stealing all the scenes, but that's okay. I don't mind that. I think the, I'm going to find her name. The young woman who plays Kate um, holds her own in particular, I think. Like, uh, her name is Anna Sawai. Sawai? Sawai? Um, you know, she's... Ren Watanabe plays... Ren Watanabe plays the, the brother, the half-brother. I mean, they're okay. I, I do like the girl who... Um, the ex-girlfriend who wants for the ride also. Kiersey Clemens plays May. Like, they're an okay threesome. But let's face it. We're watching this to see the monsters, right? That's why I'm watching it. Is that why you're watching it? You know what? I, I'm not really watching it to, for the monsters right now. I'm enjoying seeing the creation of Monarch and the current day um, because I don't think we're really going to see the monsters that much. I don't think this isn't, you know, it's called Monarch. It's called Monarch, you know? Um, it's more of the inner workings. Yeah. Um, I'm really enjoying everything and I love the, uh, it's, it's funny. I was getting to Artie tonight, um, how it's fun because it's a prequel, a in-betweener because like, yeah, because, um, you know, obviously the stuff with, um, you know, the grandparents and everything is obviously, you know, the prequel we were in the 50s. But the stuff with the kids is before Godzilla vs. Kong. So we're getting the stuff yeah. in between it's Godzilla, after, King of Monsters, and God, yeah. It's after San Francisco. So, so from before, God, which it's, it's funny because uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters, that the one problem I always had with that movie was I felt like they used too many titans because they killed them all. Yeah. I was like, there's yeah. like nobody left. As, you know, and that's the one yeah. thing I've always said. I was like, there's nobody left. I was like, what are you going to do? And then like I thought it was really cool what, at the end. what they did. Yeah. The, what they did in Kong vs. Zilla, I thought that was really cool the way they brought Mechazilla in. And now, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, 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 the next movie is Kong and Zilla getting, you know, together again. But, it's like, I don't know what Titan is left, you know? But I guess, like, so, you know, Artie and I were talking about it, and it's like, they're just I guess they can just make up new Titans, which we saw in this episode, 
that Titan that came out of the ice. Um, oh yeah, what the hell was that? Whatever the hell that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I have no idea. I've never seen it. I've never seen that Titan before. Um, so I guess we were right. They're just gonna make new Titans. Make up new Titans. <laughs> if you kill them all, so before, if you kill all the, if you kill all the Titans from from years of yore, um, we're just gonna make up yeah. new ones. So before I watched this show, I I watched I re I did see Godzilla King of the Monsters in the movie theater, but I rewatched it before I saw this. It is the only one that's available. So all of the MonsterVerse movies are on Apple TV+, but they are not all part of your subscription, and you have to pay for all of them except King of the Monsters. Oh, really? So I was like, I was like, fuck you, that's Apple, not I'm not watching nice. this. No. So I watched yeah, King of the Monsters, nice. which is – No, it's not. And King of the Monsters is like a follow-on to the, the earlier Godzilla, right, because Brian Cranston's in it, right? And he's like the – like it's loosely remember the Matthew Broderick Godzilla um, oh god that doesn't but, count that's not part of this I know but <sighs> like Skull Island Congress Godzilla Skull Island all of that is paywalled on Apple TV which I'm like you just doubled they just doubled my subscription price and that is still you gotta pay like whatever Apple you suck um, so I only watched King of the Monsters, <laughs> and I did not watch, you know, Netflix has some animated Godzilla Kong stories. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, a, Skull, yeah, there's um, a Skull Island series on Netflix that I haven't watched yet. So so the scenes with John Goodman in the beginning of Monarch, they that, that was all reshot. I read an interview with the guy, the showrunner, was it? and they reshot that. They shot that with John Goodman. And, of course, the scenes on the bridge where Kate is on the bridge in the school bus at first, I was like, wait, this is not what happened with the school bus. I just watched that movie, and then I could see that it was, you know, they reshot it, and they, I mean, Apple yeah, spends money it. on this stuff, right? Apple spends money on their sci-fi, and it was good. Um, yeah, I got but, confused by the bus scene, too, because I was like, I was like, is that the same actress from the, you know, for, and then I was like, wait, something huh. seems different, and I'm like, no, and that is definitely the same actress, and they definitely just made her look younger. I was like, they had to have reshot yeah. that scene. <laughs> but when you pull back... When you pull, because in, in Godzilla King of the Monsters, that bus driver drives really fast and beats the crack, right? Mm. Or he stops. Anyway, his bus, the kids all get saved. Cake Bay, mostly the kids die. But, um, right. but when they, in that scene, when they pull back from Kate with the bus, you see like three other school buses on the bridge. Yeah. It, so, yeah. like, they leave it open that it could be a different bus. Um, right. I, I kind of. So I like Kate. I'm not sure how I feel about her, like, leave me out of this. I don't want to deal with this. And Lee is like, you flew all the way to Japan to find out what's going on with your dad, and now you're like, I want to get out of here? Like, And I, I kind of agree with him. I'm like, wait, why is she being like this? Meanwhile, her yeah. brother, whose name is um, Kentaro, he, Kentaro yeah. he's, he's a little um, – He's more interested, but he's he's a low key, less charismatic character. I'm not saying the actor actor is not charismatic. His character is a little low key, kind of like less. Um, yeah, I know. And he's more interested, right? He's a mystery guy, but he's not as like she's like what happened here, and he you know she's always like squawking or whatever. He's he's a more mellow guy, <laughs> but he's more into it. Um. I feel well, like I mean, for one thing is, kids... he doesn't he doesn't seem to be as angry. 
he doesn't seem to be as angry at his dad as Kate is. Kate is furious with her father, whereas oh, yeah. he's not quite as, you know, uh, he seems to be more, it's, it's like, it's almost like he's still in denial. Cause he, you know what I mean? He is still, but I do like when they like, have shared memories of them that coincide, like when they're talking about the pencil shaving. Yeah. yeah. Like that was a, that was a really nice moment. Like where they both just kind of let everything else go and they just kind of shared that memory together. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Now, she um, I also like the scene right? with the pilot, um, when the pilot is mm-hmm. talking to Kate and he's like, think about how lucky you are though. If we find him, you get to tell him to screw up. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I liked in episode one where she says, do you wonder who was cheating on first, your mom or my mom? And, like, yeah. her brother, like, never would have even thought of that. And she, so she was already very angry, but I really, like, appreciated how in this most recent episode she's like, like, what the fuck? He knew about monsters, and he was not there in San Francisco. He left me and my mom alone in San Francisco. They didn't yeah. happen. And then he left his alone in a refugee camp, and he flew to Alaska. Like, her father is kind of a jerk, right? Yeah. Like, he knew about this. He never warned us. He never – or he wasn't there. I mean, not that you can ever know when Godzilla is going to pop out of the day. But – and then he finds her – like, we saw that scene in, I guess, episode two where he finds her in the, in the like, displaced people's camp. And she's like, oh, my God, Dad, thank God you're here. And he's like, okay, here's a ticket on a bus. Get on it. I'm out of here. And she's like, what? Yeah. Right? Like, her dad was really, like – I mean, we know that he's devoted to Monarch, and we're going to find out more about it. Um, I kind of wonder where this show is going, however, because we're going to learn about the founding of Monarch, but we know where it goes, right? Like, like Titans are real, yeah. and uh, I'm not sure where this goes and how many seasons this has in it. Like, maybe it's one and done, maybe. Well, you can't get Kurt Russell probably to do, like, multiple seasons of a show. Come on. Um, Who knows? And I'm not, I'm not sure there's enough nowadays. story to carry it, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, not for nothing. I mean, you you look back, you know, I mean, it's commonplace now, but think about when Kiefer Sutherland first landed on TV and people were like, Kiefer Sutherland on TV? This, this 24 show is, like, going to be, like, one or two seasons. There's no way Kiefer Sutherland, yeah. you know, Kiefer Sutherland's going to keep doing this and not do movies. And, uh, you know, seven years later, <laughs> you know? like, all these shows, yeah. Yeah, he's on, the, he's on the same show. And then he's doing more and more TV. He's the TV guy, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, and, of course, there's all this Monsterverse stuff. Um, I don't know what's next up, uh, but I like it so far. I mean, I, I think... Stuff, I mean, I, yeah, no, I, I'm really enjoying. I'm, I'm enjoying the, the, the past stuff. I think even more. I'm really. Uh, I liked. I like the chemistry between the three characters, and I, and it's kind. Of, it's fun seeing how Monarch, you know, how, how it started. You know, I mean, we're see, we already we know what Monarch becomes, but seeing its simple origins and what their goals were, of course, as as you know, anything simple and and helpful get you know gets corrupted over time. Um, yeah, it, it has it's, this sort of interesting to watch I mean, that. I'm gonna say X Files. I don't. It's not really like the X Files, but it's kind of like the X Files in that it was like two people who believed and nobody else believed, right? And then maybe three yeah. people, yeah. and like it has this very sort of scrappy start, 
by scientists, and then we you know, it becomes we you know what happens when the military gets involved and where it goes. Um, yeah. So, so um, related but totally separate. I'm really excited to see Godzilla minus one, which is opening on December first in the U.S. I don't know if you've heard much about it or read much about it. Um, I'm psyched about it. In fact, I just looped up a couple friends to go. So it's a Japanese movie. It's number one in Japan for the last several weeks. Yeah. And it's Japanese. In Japanese, we'll watch it with subtitles. But it's really like it's set right after World War II. It's like a throwback to like the original Godzilla movies. And it's supposed to be really yeah. cool. um, I'm kind of psyched for it. It was so funny. Um, when uh, that scene where they're having, uh, in, in the first episode when they're having the um, the, the drill, oh, and yeah. uh, she's like, in case, in case, like, what is going on? What's, where's, what's that sound? What is everybody doing? Where, where's everybody going and everything? And I, I looked at Artie and I, I yelled, Go Jack! <laughs> <laughs> And then it was funny because yeah. then two seconds later, somebody actually says, you know, she's like, what's going on? And then the mother, the mother grab, you know, um, what, uh, yeah, her brother's mother grabs her and, and she says, it's Gojira. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I mean, I love that because she's like, what's going on? What's happening? And then when she realized Godzilla, she like has a freak out. She's the only person who's ever like seen Godzilla there, right? Like in the Monsterverse, yeah. Godzilla hasn't attacked Tokyo 50 times. I mean, I guess maybe, like, I'm not really sure how the MonsterVerse relates to, like, in the MonsterVerse, Godzilla was, like, just, just, okay, in the original Kaiju movies, like, how many times did you watch the 430 movie after school in New York City on Channel 11 and see Godzilla wipe out Tokyo, like, five days in a row, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's not clear to me in this show that anyone in Tokyo has any recollection of that whatsoever. It's like Godzilla's never no, been to Tokyo in all... this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, I love that scene where she's freaking, like, Kate's freaking out. She's the only person who has any, I, I, I mean, any memory whatsoever of, like, the horror of Godzilla attacking, and she's like, I gotta get out of here, right? Um, I like that. It's uh, yeah, I'm enjoying this. Uh, you know, I've said it before. I think Apple TV right now is the best. Yeah. Channel committed to science fiction. Yeah. Um, there's like, um, it has the most really good science fiction right now. Yeah. Well, not only that, but um, I don't know if you've seen Napoleon or planner or are planning on seeing it. Um, but from what I've no. heard, what I've heard about what you're not, you have no interest in it. Is that what you said? I read. I was totally into it, and then I read like three really bad reviews. Have you well, seen it? I, I, that might be what I've been leading into. No, I have not seen it yet. I don't plan on going to the theater to see it. But from what I'm understanding, um, the theater Ridley Scott has like a four-hour cut, and <gasps> the theater, <laughs> the theater, the theater was only allowing like two and a half hours. So like, you got to you got to cut this down. We're not having a four-hour movie in the theaters, whatever. So from the people that have seen it, they feel like there's pieces. It feels like when you're watching it that there's pieces missing because it kind of jumps around a little. When it gets oh. released onto, 
when it gets released onto Apple, it is going to be the full four hours. Oh, that's interesting. Because I I yeah. read some not great reviews about it, and that I mean Ridley Scott has never really been that interested in historical accuracy, right? Um, but that it's missing some of that, and um, I mean I've read that maybe Joaquin Phoenix is is maybe miscast in the sense that every character. I mean, look, like I read this interview, but it's true that Joaquin Phoenix tends to be a pretty dour. He doesn't play like lighthearted happy, every character is sort of tortured and hostile and dour yeah. and dark. <laughs> and, and that, and, and he, and, and but in fact, the, the real Napoleon Bonaparte was apparently a very charismatic person who like charmed yeah. women, charmed yeah. people, got where he got through his charisma. And like Whitley Scott has not made that movie. Um, I was psyched for it, and then I read some bad reviews. So I've turned my attention to Godzilla minus one um, uh, and also the Marvels, I guess, are my two things. Yeah, I haven't heard good things about that either. I have not heard good things about the Marvels, but you got to see it. A friend, of mine that saw saw it? a friend of mine that saw it said that uh, – uh, Amani Valan is the saving grace of the movie. She's and that's the why I want to see it, right? I love her. You love that's, her. That's why, love want, her. That's, that's, why, that's why I want to see it too. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to wait for it to come out on Disney after, you know, hearing the reviews and hearing my friend being like, yeah, it's not that great. Um, yeah. The villain is not, from what I understand, the villain is very forgettable. And I don't even know who the villain is from all the trailers I've seen. I don't know. I didn't know there was a I don't villain. either. I don't either. <laughs> I, I, I guess, I guess it's part of the multi a multiverse thing. Like you know how I hate the multiverse. Yeah. I'm not really like I'll go see it because I love Ms. Marvel. Yeah, I, know, I, I know. I know. You, you multi multiverse and magic. Karen doesn't like those things. Well, and you know, I just saw Quantumania. We don't have to get into it, but I'm. I mean, at least Quantumania was like look. Like I'm not sure I'm down with the quantum realm either, but I like to put it in the multiverse. Except Kang showed up. But it really like Kang stuff, or at least for that one Kang, because there's multiple Kangs, right? But it fills in sort of like some like Kang personality traits, at least. Um, yeah. Although, yeah, I mean, I'll see it. But um, yeah, Godzilla and, and the Marvels are my next two things, I guess. Um, and actually, I tried to watch Oppenheimer today, but it's still twenty. It's still not available to. It's twenty dollars to buy. Not available to. Oh stream. really? No, I thought wait. that would have been out. I thought that would have been available. That, yeah, Oppenheimer. I, went, I saw it in the theater. That was great. Yeah, I need to see it. And I I checked on my on demand today, and it said twenty dollars to buy. So gotta yeah. wait. So we should be heading into Oscar season and getting some really good movies in the next few weeks, though, right? Like December is Oscar season. And we sure. should, I don't know what's coming, um, but we should be getting some stuff, which is good because TV is, like, dying right now. Like, we have, yeah. uh, I don't, I feel like NBC is trying to kill Quantum Leap by having it on and off every other week. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on story. I wonder if AHS has been pulled from the schedule. Like, it no, hasn't been on for I found out. over it's on, a month. It's, it's on hiatus. It's on hiatus. It was planned hiatus. I looked really? into that. Yeah. 
Well, wow. um, it's like, it's like prime did the same, like that. Um, I know you don't watch it, but, uh, you might, I'm sure you've heard, might've heard of it. The show invincible, the animated show uh, yeah. by Robert, um, based on the comic book by Robert Kirkman that's on Amazon prime. There's, so there's eight episodes good. in the season. It's, oh, it's amazing. Um, might not be your thing, but it's, but it's really good. Eight episodes. They, they, violent, the first, right? uh, the, yeah, the uh, the uh, the fourth episode of the season just was on this past Thursday. Um, the yeah. second half of the season uh, will be on in twenty early twenty twenty four. Holy cow! I'm surprised Amazon is doing that. Um, yeah, I know, but that's what that's what happened with AHS. Same thing. The season and half. I don't know when it's coming back, but I'm kind of surprised they did that without really making it more known to us. Um, and I also feel like this show is not good enough for me to worry about it when it comes no. out, right? Like, we both don't like the show. Yeah, it's, and it's going to be I one of those. Oh, I, can already, <laughs> I already know what's going to happen. I'm going to go on to Hulu for something else, and I'm going to be like, oh, look, AHS has been yeah. back for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are other epi- there are other scenes that I just, I just stopped Hotel, never finished it. I just stopped Freak Show, never finished it. And I, yeah. this, is, this is a season that we could maybe just not cover. Going, it's just not good enough to warrant our time. Well, right? there's only four. I think I think there's only four episodes left. Like I think you know, it wasn't. It's not a. Yeah, every episode. Maybe, I know, every time I watch it, it feels but, like a year. I'm like, oh my god, it's not over yet. Yeah. Well, you know what it is. Um, there was that one episode where uh, we had Leslie Grossman and um, uh, Phil oh, yeah. Lord, and it felt like, like it felt like we were going yeah. somewhere. And then we haven't seen them since. They <laughs> so it's like, ah. Yeah, they were never seen again. I miss them. I mean, we'll probably so. see them again, but. Yeah. So, anyway. all right. So we'll be back next week with Monarch and Murder at the End of the World. Um, and what else are we talk about tonight? Uh, oh, there's a Doctor Who next week. Uh, maybe Quantum Leap will and return next week. Quantum Leap is I don't know. I know. I think I think Quantum Leap might be gone for a minute because uh, the holiday, right. you know how it gets in the, around the holiday season. Um, wacky yeah. things. Yeah, well, we got our same three shows from tonight, and maybe some returns for next week, or maybe not. Um, we'll see. Where my Quantum Leap go? Looking at my app, all my right? shows and Quantum Quantum Leap got, disappeared. We've got. So we've got Doctor Who, Monarch, Murder at the End of the World, so real estate, and maybe something will come. Okay. Maybe Quantum, Quantum Leap comes back. Maybe it doesn't. Quantum Leap, it says, uh, well, what is the change in the day? According to my app, Quantum Leap is back in seven days. I don't know what day it normally is on. Tuesday. Well, it used to be on, yeah. not on Tuesday, Wednesday, I think. So we might um, not have Quantum Leap next week, but we'll have it the following week. All right. So we got some stuff to talk about. So, oh, and what is our move to a new service? We're leaving. We're leaving Blog Talk Radio, oh, right? Yeah. And we're going someplace new in the month of December, I think. So we'll have to That's post right. it in this space ASAP. So people, so our, right. so our hundreds of thousands of listeners can find us. Yeah. Two of our listeners. <laughs> right. All right. All right. So, all right. Well, enjoy your week, and we'll talk about something next week. 
<laughs> All right. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. Thank Bye, you, everybody. Everyone. Good night.